from the high desert and the great American Southwest, where all the dire predictions of bad wind stuff didn't happen by 3 o'clock this afternoon. I called the National Weather Service in Las Vegas, and they said, Art, I think we can relax, even though it looked bad. The whole thing is slipping to the east a little bit. And we got a few 40-mile-an-hour gusts here in the desert, but nothing like Monday, thank God. And uh, got away with it, so that was apparent by about 3 o'clock uh, this afternoon. Monday was unbelievable. The damage in this valley is absolutely incredible. Uh, listen, we're welcoming yet another new affiliate to this, uh, to the House of Madness. It's WWNC in Asheville, North Carolina. They're 570 on the dial. Good spot to be. 5,000 watts uh, definitely would go screaming on out into the night uh, very well indeed. The GM there is uh, Diane Ogram. The PD, Jim Edwards. Uh, thank you very much. The duo there of Diane and Jim, thank you. You you have no idea what a weird, very strange, weird wor world you have just stepped into. Uh, for example, coming up in a moment is Dr. Greer in the first hour, and I'll tell you all about him. And then uh, in the second hour, Red Elk. Listen, sorry, I know nobody can get on to Richard C. Hoagland's website. Uh, we put another notch in our uh, in our website uh, we've apparently killed Richard cited to be back by tomorrow but so many people trying to access the new images that it just went <laughs> so another notch goes in probably back up by tomorrow just be patient all right uh, a couple of things to take care of and then on to the amazing Dr. Greer Dr. Greer is the founder of Space Access Systems, uh, Inc., its corporation dedicated to identifying, testing, licensing, and commercializing over Unity Energy devices for mass dissemination. That is a very, very, very serious goal when you think about it. Uh, Dr. Greer has been uh, working on this for some time. Most pitfalls are political, uh, he says, not technological, but that's a really good question for us to, to ask tonight. He's best known, of course, for disclosure. He has led the parade, and somebody always has to, on uh, UFO, alien technology, uh, technology uh, uh, sort of disclosure, you know, finally getting it out into the front of the public. That's a really, really big job. And we just barely got him on the phone, but here he is, Dr. Greer. Hi, Dr. Greer. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing fine. How are you? Uh, okay, sir. What... Uh, which, where would you like to start? I mean, this audience is equally fascinated uh, by both subjects, I think. you know. Uh, well, let's do an update on something that we just learned about uh, in the last 48 hours. And uh, uh, this is actually very historic information, and that is that the uh, largest webcast on the Internet in the history since it was created was the Disclosure Project webcast at disclosureproject.org. Are, are you serious? Yes. 400,000 people attempted to get online to see those events happen. And we oh, found my out God. You just got those stats? We just now got them out of the <laughs> system. And what, here's another interesting stat that we just got because it's something that uh, has just been uh, uh, given to us by our carrier, and that is that over 1 million people have downloaded and streamed the video of the National Press Club event that took place on May 9th. And that is also a world record. The other interesting thing is that it's been the largest requested uh, 
for, for bandwidth uh, issue uh, that has ever been requested through this largest of all servers uh, that provide this kind of service to, to the world. What we're finding, in other words, is that even if some of the mainstream media has tried to shut this down, what that's done is shunted it through uh, this alternate media thing that's been created uh, in, in the sort of new media age, and that's the Internet. So it's interesting because uh, DisclosureProject.org, which is our website, is, is, is pushing in the 10 million range uh, uh, for hits. But what, what is more important are the number of people who've taken the time to try to see this incredible testimony from these heroic military people who came forward about 11 months ago. What do you so, think, uh, Doctor, what do you think that those kind of numbers can mean? Uh, you know, disclosure is your thing, and so you understand very well what the kind of numbers you're talking about mean. Well, what it means is something we've been saying all along, and I said this to, to President Clinton's inner circle when we were uh, briefing him on this, and I've said it uh, to, to many members of Congress in the last few months, and that is, that the, the numbers of people who are interested in this matter and who want this subject disclosed properly and honestly uh, exceeds the number of people who have voted for any of our U.S. presidents in the last several elections. In other words, well over 50% of people know about this subject and think something is being hidden from them and would like to see that secrecy ended. And, and I think that you, know, you don't have those sort of numbers in any of the elections of either uh, the past two uh, elections uh, for, for Clinton or Bush. And so there's a huge interest in this, but also a huge level of concern around the secrecy. And I think that what, what has surprised me the most... Doctor, does that mean the next president has to make it uh, part of a platform or it'll be an issue in the next presidential race? I think it will be, and I think it will be because of some things that are happening. For example, since 9-11, a lot of people are understanding that there's an extremely high price for inexpensive Mideast oil that we're some 57% dependent on mm. uh, for imported oil, and that uh, uh, President Bush and others have said that it's a national security issue that we've become independent of the need for this sort of large amount of imported foreign energy. Well, I think people are understanding that you can use the word UFO, or you can uh, supplant that term with something called an exotic energy and propulsion device, many of which... Uh, look like UFOs, but are being manufactured and illegal clandestine projects and have been for several decades. And I think as, as people begin to come forward with the information, with the technology, with their observations, uh, who have seen these things and seen these projects going forward, people are beginning to say, my God, what in the world are we doing trying to continue to burn up the biosphere and, and uh, uh, develop this entire geopolitical mess that we're in centered around oil. And, and, and most people realize, of course, you're not going to solve the energy problem by punching a few more holes in the ground. So I think that this is something which, uh, contrary to what I initially thought after 9-11, that, that, that those events would completely uh, make uh, this issue seem sort of irrelevant, it's become more relevant and people have become more interested and more concerned. So I think that what this means is it is an issue that's going to have uh, continuing legs. Um, if we've got enough people uh, to force it as an issue, how would you go about forcing it as an issue, for example, in the next presidential race? I mean, what would you logistically do to attempt to do that? Well, I think we're going, we're going to do some things that we're continuing to ramp up. For example, at the website, there's a link from disclosureproject.org. It's in the website where people can fax the president and members of Congress 
so they don't have to go through snail mail or email, both of which aren't very effective, uh, and they can fax right into the office of the president and right into their senator or congressman's office a letter uh, that says, we want hearings and we want this issue dealt with. That's one way of, of growing this sort of mass movement. But the other is to bring forward greater and greater levels of testimony. One of the things that we've just uh, released is that we've put together four-hour summary of these military uh, witnesses' testimony that people uh, can get now. They can get it on our website or at 888-DR-GREER, which is a toll-free number they can call. And this four-hour tape uh, is, again, only about a thirtieth of the testimony we have on digital videotape. What we're going to start doing is putting all of that testimony, we, we have boiled down to about 35 hours of, of militaries and uh, various generals and colonels and air traffic controllers and people like this, and it's going to start going up on our website for people who know how to, to, to see video streaming on their computers so that literally thousands and millions of people can see the complete testimony of these people instead of just a smaller uh, sort of snapshot of, of their testimony. How about getting into a situation where uh, somehow there's enough interest generated that somebody, some major reporter, you know, at a White House news conference, uh, should he ever want to have one again, uh, <laughs> will ask, stand up and ask a question about the field, giving him an opportunity to say at least something well i think this is something that is going to happen when it becomes uh such a pressure that neither the media nor the political establishment can ignore it and this is really up to the people listening to your show tonight is to decide to do something about that the other thing that i think will, will make a, a large difference is to come forward greater and greater levels of testimony and this is why we've started the uh second phase of recording these uh, witnesses' testimony. There's another 119 additional military and uh, intelligence and corporate witnesses whom we have identified since last year. So we're going to try to put that testimony together. And there's a subsection of that that involves people who've worked on these energy and propulsion devices. Uh, and I think that as that information comes forward, uh, the, the public are going to realize that this is not just about, you know, little gray or green or whatever colored men out in space, but it's also about uh, how we're going to build the next level of human civilization, how we're going to create a civilization that can be sustainable, that can eliminate poverty as we know it. Yes, but you and haven't changed your mind about where this technology uh, has come from, right? It has essentially come from, not joking, the, the little green men. Well, I honestly think that there, the, there are technologies in these black projects that are a result of both human breakthroughs and the study of extraterrestrial vehicles, so that there is a combination. I think that there's a big misunderstanding, and that is that uh, if people look at what Colonel Corso said very carefully, he said that the uh, technologies that were seeded by some of the extraterrestrial materials were, were ideas that were already ongoing and then some of these materials would then augment or move move it down the path a little further. Um, I, so I think it's not as simple as saying, well, you know, we, we found a, an extraterrestrial vehicle and came out though, with the integrated circuit or came out with lasers. Mm -hmm. That, in fact, that there is a, a sort of a, if I can use the word hybrid, uh, a hybridization of ideas and concepts where humans have had breakthroughs that have then been potentiated 
and increased in their efficiency by studying these extraterrestrial um, breakthroughs that, that are the result of retrieving a number of these crafts. So you I don't, think you we don't have think, both things going on. You don't think any of this information was um, uh, generously given or given for any specific reason by alien intelligence, but rather the result of either a captured craft or back-engineered technology, right? Well, we do have uh, a couple of witnesses that indicate, in fact, that there has been or has been uh, at points in time cooperation and where things have been handed off. I think that was very early, uh, back in, in the late 40s or 50s, and unfortunately, uh, I don't think that we were uh, totally honest in, in our dealings with that situation. My understanding is that uh, uh, we did not... Up hold up our end of the bargain in a sense. Um, tell you uh, something I've heard, Doctor, and you can knock this down maybe if you want to, but there's a lot of reports suddenly of UFO activity uh, in South America right. and in Australia. Right. And it's been uh, said on this program very recently that perhaps they are, in effect, giving up on us, um, that uh, we send up jets. We seem not to be uh, particularly interested in them except uh, to have them gone, and that they're taking the hint and taking their act elsewhere. Well, I don't know that that's happening. I do think that there's some very unfortunate things that, uh, for example, uh, uh, John Wigan, who's one of the uh, witnesses who uh, have, have come forward, who is a Marine uh, officer in uh, the, uh, near the Peruvian-Bolivian border, was at the site of one of these uh, extraterrestrial vehicles that we had obviously shot at and hit some type of weapon system from a facility where he was stationed. And uh, I think that we have increasingly uh, taken actions that are very dangerous to the national security of the United States and to world security. Now, I think a lot of the objects that are being seen, to, to add more confusion to this whole mix, are actually made by human beings. There's a facility in, uh, uh, for example, Australia, where many people have been seeing these objects flying large, right. both triangular and That's disc-shaped, right. that are actually made by uh, homo sapiens, humans. That's right. That's and, I, and I have people who have been in those facilities that, that we have interviewed recently and who have corroborated that information. So it's not unlike the facilities near Palmdale and Lancaster in the high desert of California where people uh, late at night at 3 and 4 in the morning have seen these objects launched out of the area near the north base of Edwards, for example. Um, and have seen this for a number of years. And I think so many of these things that are being seen are, in fact, uh, anti-gravity and very advanced uh, energy and propulsion devices. Again, that's sort of a okay, but, all for right, UFO. All right, uh, take a deep breath for a second. Uh, the administration right now, yeah. according to Richard C. Hoagland and others, uh, right. appears interested, and I think there's a lot of stories, in not at all in pursuing this kind of technology, but instead, Dr., traveling down the let's use chemicals to get uh, nuclear engines for spacecraft into space. That's the road they're going down. Yes, yeah, it's interesting because I just had a meeting with the AIAA people, the Association of International Aerospace Engineers, and uh, uh, my science advisor, Dr. Loader, and I and others are working with some people in that group. And, and they're uh, interested in the fact that this is the sort of perspective that keep, keeps getting pushed, but I think that's sort of a decoy. That's sort of to distract people from the main action that's going on with disclosure, quite frankly. And uh, I have to point out the next level of disclosure is to put on the table, literally, 
uh, an energy system and also an anti-gravity system. You know, uh, we're working with people like uh, uh, Mark McCandlish. We're working with one of Townsend Brown's protégés. We're working with a whole group of people. And, in fact, uh, just this weekend, we are gathering for the first time this brain trust of, of physicists and fabricators and engineers to build a small version of one of these alien reproduction vehicles or anti-gravity vehicles. And which, have, you, which you expect to be able to do what? Uh, to actually build a small uh, mock-up version of one of these things that people see flying around. It looks like a UFO, basically a disc-shaped anti-gravity vehicle. Okay, a mock-up version, not one. And that, not... also an energy system. Of, uh, basically, the core of these things is, oh. is the best we can tell, a very uh, high output, a zero-point based uh, energy generator. Uh, and that system is and... something we're beginning to uh, put a team together to fabricate. They should be working on that uh, within the next three and or four days. And you think you have uh, a theory with regard to the, the operation of that that will allow you to make that? device? Well, we have people who are on this team who have actually uh, worked on the plans for these objects and have seen them within classified projects. We have people also who have uh, built uh, at Lawrence Berkeley Labs and in other facilities these over-unity energy generators and have been uh, only to be, uh, in the early days of their experimentation, attacked by rogue sort of SWAT teams and, and other elements that have tried to shut them down. Well, I suppose that's one way to go after it. In other words, if you cannot conclusively prove with the possession of a UFO that these exist, then you might take this tact and build your own, and that's essentially what you're doing, right? You're building your own UFO. Well, uh, a sort of a small version of one, but more no, importantly, no. we're trying. We're, we're going to first build the energy plant, the energy generation system, so that we can show the world that, in fact, we don't need to be burning fossil fuels for the next uh, hundreds of years, destroying the biosphere. Well, that there's an alternate to yeah, that. I guarantee you, uh, Doctor, that uh, a small, even a scale version of UFO that did what we've seen UFOs do, or even some portion of it, would go a long way toward doing that. Well, that's right, and I've had members of Congress and, and, and more than one senator ask that we put that kind of technology together and demonstrate it for select members of Congress. So that's what we're uh, planning to do, and <laughs> we have a, a group of this uh, space energy access system. So we have a website, seaspower.com, which is, I think, a, a nice double entendre, but it's seaspower.com. And, and, and this group has the, been the name, authorized. The name alone is going to get you on the FBI list right away. Well, that's okay. We, that's, <laughs> the, that's old news art. Sea <laughs> power. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, this is, this is the next step, is that you, we're, we're going to move from testimony and evidence and cases uh, from people who've been inside the Strategic Air Command or within the CIA or within the DIA mm. into this level where we can... Hopefully, and of course, this is a big experiment and undertaking, uh, demonstrate to the world uh, both the energy system that generates energy for these objects, as well as, if we can, one of these uh, electrogravitic or anti-gravity type devices. So that's what we're working on, and, and that work is beginning actually this week. All right, hold tight. We're at the bottom of the hour. Oh, that's pretty cool. So he's going to build his own UFO. Think about that. Uh, how better to prove that they're real than to build one? Say, so here you go, look. I know you deceive me, now here's a surprise I know that you have, cause there's magic in my eyes I can see for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles, and miles.
Kingdom of Nye from west of the Rockies, dial 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies, 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach Art at 1-775-727-1222 or use the wild card line at 1-775-727-1295. To reach Art on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell on the Premier Radio Networks. Actually, uh, I can't think of anything in the entire world that would be more convincing than building a UFO, uh, even a scale model UFO that flew. I mean, does it get better than that for the media? The answer is absolutely no. If he can do that, uh, then maybe disclosures just about here. You know, I'd say that's often into the uh, category of a headline of kinds. Uh, no doubt about it. He's going to build his own uh, UFO. Or, uh, yeah, I, I guess actually, dramatically, you could not possibly demonstrate it in a, in, you know, in a more graphic way. That that would do the trick for me. Uh, Dr. Greer, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's serious news. Uh, what do you think the odds are you're going to be able to do it? Well, I, I think that the, the idea is that the first phase of it is to build the energy plant that, that would prove this concept of uh, so-called over-unity or, or zero-point energy generation. And I think the next phase is, is, is to move it into the uh, rotational system and vortex uh, technology that enables this electrogravitic effect. I think that latter part where you have, actually have something that can fly under anti-gravity and controlled conditions uh, will take us quite a bit longer, but uh, we're hoping to be able to have the, a prototype of this within uh, certainly a year, and uh, maybe much sooner. We're getting some really interesting help from some quarters that uh, normally you would not think would want to stick their neck out on this, and I'm talking really mainstream uh, and helpful aerospace uh, people who do contracting for NASA, people who do contracting for uh, various areas who have knowledge of this and uh, you know, you, you see things in Jane's Defense Weekly about the 1950s era uh, anti-gravity projects, and you see the, the, this uh, Nick Cook's book that's talking about the race to zero point, talking about the same thing. And there, there are more and more people in the mainstream aerospace area wanting to come forward. And one of the things I will say to people listening, if they think that they have information or can contribute to this effort, they should contact us at either disclosureproject.org or seizepower.com and let us know because we're putting this brain trust together and it's growing very rapidly and it's picked up a tremendous amount of momentum. 
Well, uh, I, I'm sure there are people like that out there. Uh, a lot of them are inventors. A lot of them know things. Are, are these the people that you want? Uh, yes, so long as they can demonstrate their bona fides. And the people that are on this initial creative team are people who have an excellent track record of working in these areas and can prove that to us. Um, and uh, uh, for that reason, we're supporting them in in this effort, in this research and, and you fabrication know, effort. You know, you know, though, Doctor, there are a lot of characters out there. Oh yes, who have are. who have uh, perhaps not the right bona fides, but every possibility in the world, if you had the patience to sift through them, of eventually finding the one who had the gem. Well, that's what we've been doing now for, uh, of course, quite a few months, and, and we have. There, there's a lot of uh, nonsense, and there's a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, and, and even in the conventional area, I want to point out some people who've surfaced who uh, have developed, for example, a very advanced fuel injection systems that would enable an automobile to get anywhere upwards of 100 to 130 miles per gallon. And this sounds uh, implausible, except that the people have built and tested these things only to later run into the, what I uh, not so fondly call Murder Incorporated, this sort of <laughs> illegal cabal of folks who, who have taken extraordinary steps to keep these things silent. And, and I think one of the things that, that people have to understand is that there's this sort of unacknowledged terrorism that's been going on in society for decades where very good and honest uh, inventors and scientists and even military people who, who stumble across these things have been uh, tortured, have been abducted, have been drugged, and have been mistreated. And I think this is another whole part of what disclosure has to get to, and that is that there have been uh, this sort of uh, illegal and unconstitutional abuse of people who could have helped our society avoid many of the tragic events that have occurred in the last uh, six or eight months. So I think that, that this is something that has to come to light, and I think that if you look at even the accounts of a Colonel Charles Brown, who was the AFOSI officer who uh, had been in Project Grudge, who came across a technique for uh, altering the air intake system of a vehicle so that you would get about 20 to 25, maybe 30% more fuel efficiency. He had bomb threats. He had his stuff sabotaged. He had his prototype stolen. And this is a very decorated man uh, who had back in the 50s had been involved in, in the UFO projects and then after his retirement got involved in some of these energy projects. And his testimony, by the way, uh, is available to, for anyone to read and, and who, who wants to read it all on our website. So I think that what, what you find is, is, is that you have really wonderful people who have been uh, courageous in trying to come forward, but they've all been doing it in a divided way. What we're doing with the energy issue is what we've also done with the disclosure issue, and that is let's not let these people go out by themselves and have their necks chopped off. Let's put them together in a coalition and let's support them and let's protect yeah, them. I'm wondering how literal, literally uh, you mean this, Doctor. When you say uh, kind of like Murder Incorporated and then laugh. I mean it literally. Yeah, I, I mean to tell you I have, I mean, for example, one of the things people are going to start seeing in the disclosure pro effort is that we're going to get testimony from folks who have been abducted and tortured. I don't mean by extraterrestrial. I mean by rogue, illegal operations operating in this country and others. And there are people who have been murdered. And I think that... Have you that, been watching the list of uh, scientists into biotechnology that have been... Uh really disappearing and dying under not good circumstances. I have seen that, and, and you know, I don't know quite to make of that because I'm not involved in that particular area, but I do know that in the last three months I have personally met with more than half a dozen 
bona fide physicists and scientists, not in black projects, but in the public civilian domain, who have run into this kind of harassment and who have had colleagues uh, that have literally at times been murdered in an attempt to keep these things silent. I think that the people listening to your show should be outraged at this and should be prepared to support our effort to get this material out to the public by marching with their feet and and marching with their pens and and, uh, making a very clear message uh, to our leaders but also to the media that we want this issue covered and we want these people protected. What group group is it, Doctor, that's doing the torturing, the kidnapping, and the killing? What group is this? Well, normally these are contract agents and contract uh, operatives who are working on behalf of this for lack of a better word, transnational cabal or secret government that, that exists within the government and within uh, the, 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 the international scene that uh, really do not answer to the Constitution or to the President or to the Congress. And I think this is exactly what Senator Inouye was referring to when he said that there was this shadowy government within the government that had its own Air Force, its own Navy, its own funding mechanism. And this is a U.S. Senator saying this during the Iran-Contra trial. What is the mechanism that uh, allowed for the birth of this cabal? Well, I think it's been around for quite a long time. It certainly has been around since the World War II era. But in the aftermath of World War II, what we have found through through interviewing people who, who were on the scene uh, back in the 50s uh, and even in the late 40s, is, is that the compartmentalization and funding mechanisms were put in place mm-hmm. for uh, these entities to escape supervision. And when they escaped supervision, uh, there were abuses of power and abuses uh, that uh, began, and they continued up to this present hour. Uh, and I think this is exactly what Eisenhower was warning the public of when he said to be very careful of the excesses of the military-industrial complex. And it wasn't because he was anti-military, nor am I. Uh, but that I think he had seen per- firsthand, according to Brigadier General Steve Lufkin, uh, who was in the Eisenhower White House uh, as a young man at the time, he said that Eisenhower was immensely frustrated uh, by the fact that uh, uh, he was being left out of the loop on critical technology and other issues related to UFOs, specifically to UFOs. And Brigadier General uh, Lufkin's testimony, uh, again, sort of underscores this whole concept that that once he had learned of these things, and by the way, while he was in the Pentagon, he had seen some of the material from apparently the Roswell or the New Mexico crash of an extraterrestrial vehicle, Uh, he had people come to him and said, you know, uh, people who step out of line discussing this have been known to be, quote, erased. And and General Lovkin talks about this erasure process uh, where people would simply disappear. And this is way back in the late 50s when he was being told this. So, you know, that whole mechanism uh, probably pre-exists my birth in the mid-50s, but certainly I think it mostly got out of control between 1945 and 1955. By the mid-50s, I think this thing was, was well out of control. And how do you imagine that these people think of you? Well, of course, quite a large number of them support what we're doing. This is why I'm still here able to talk to you about this issue. And I think that uh, people listening should understand that uh, folks who have been involved or are involved currently in those projects, uh, that this is not a monolith, that there are a number of factions or a a number of interest areas that support disclosure, that support bringing these technologies out, uh, my understanding is that when I briefed uh, CIA Director Woolsey back in 93, I was told by two insiders inside this so-called MJ-12 group, although I don't think that's what it's called today, 
but within what's called Magi Control and, and Royal Ops and Cosmic Ops, yeah. that uh, that basically about a third of them supported what we wanted. I, I understand at this point it's probably up around 45%. So the, the numbers are growing, and I think that, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, we can't let time slip away. I don't know that we have time to have that become 50 or 60% because we have pressures being brought to bear in the geopolitical arena. So, so uh, time is on their side, not yours. No, in the long run, time is on our side. Time is on the side of truth always, and time mm. is on the side of, of, of disclosure, and, and, and time is always going to be on the side of the good in the long haul. Now, in the short run, we are running up against a, a big squeeze here because neither the environmental situation nor the geopolitical and terrorism situation can withstand too many more years of this whole thing being obfuscated and hidden and, and obscured. So we are going to have to uh, move that timeline up. I had one of the insiders within that group call me uh, right after the May 9th event at the National Press Club uh, and say, you know, you're moving our timeline up by about six years. And I said, good. This is what our intention is, is to move that timeline up by uh, at least that amount of time. And, uh, and, and this person uh, went on to basically encourage are doing so. Uh, when I've met with a number of people in Europe who are connected into these uh, classified projects... May I ask, they, may I ask a question? Uh, doctor, yes. what happens if you lose the race? Well, it's not me losing the race. It's all of us together. Yeah, I, I understand. I take the question that, in that uh, spirit. Right. Well, I, I think that you're going to see more of what you're seeing. You're going to see increasing geopolitical instability. You're going to see increasing biosphere collapse. You're going to see increasing uh, destruction of both polar ice caps. You're going to see increasing uh, uh, disparity between the, the wealthy and the poor nations that will lend to more terrorism, more war, more instability, and more pain and suffering. So basically, uh, the universe, if you will, uh, nature, whatever you want to call it, is saying we need to move on to the next chapter in human evolution. And, and that leap has been artificially held up for about 50 years. And, and so there's a price to pay when you don't go with the flow of the will of the universe or, or, the, or the natural order. And I think that what we're seeing in, in terms of all this suffering and all these things that are happening is the consequence of trying to buck that, that uh, uh, trend line. And the trend line is towards uh, another level of, of evolution which these technologies will enable humanity to reach. And, and as we further delay that process, the suffering will get worse and worse and worse until we finally snap out of it and say, okay, we're going to do it. So we matter, what, what we're saying to people is that, well, hey, let's, let's go ahead and do it. It's inevitable that these changes are going to happen, uh, and it's inevitable that humanity is going to go forward with these types of technologies and information. So the longer we put that off, the more the suffering is going to deepen. So let's mitigate the suffering. Let's, let's relieve that suffering. Let's be wise and, and do the right thing. The people that you have described, that would go to these lengths that you have described, if they thought you were actually getting uh, very close to producing uh, what would amount to a flying saucer, an alien craft, something powered by an over-unity device, something that could demonstrate even perhaps anti-gravity, do you honestly think they would, uh, if they're everything you say they are, they would let you get there? And not only are a number of them only are letting us, they're helping us. And, and I would say that that uh, we're going to see, aren't we? I mean, you know, a lot of people said if we did what happened at May 9th, that had that level of media penetration, 
and that eventually was covered by Pravda and the Chinese news agency and all these other things all over the world, much more heavily than in the United States, I might add. CNN World, for example, had a very extensive piece on it overseas, but they sanitized it in the domestic market. But still, you know, we're estimating somewhere between one and two billion people heard about all these military people coming forward talking about this. And do you know, to this day, not a single one of them have been threatened. None of them have been told to be quiet. I have not been told to be quiet. So I think that the, the tide has turned in our favor, and I think we just have to go forward uh, and do that. And by the way, it, it's the grassroots that's been supporting this, and, and they are our greatest support and protection. Um, and we've been getting out there to, to encourage people to, to move forward with us. Um, on that note, I should mention, I'm going to be on your, not in your neck of the woods, but on the West Coast next week. I'm going to be in Portland on the 24th of April giving a lecture uh, and presenting this information, and then on the 25th in Eugene, Oregon, and then on the 26th in Ashland, Oregon, and at Mount Shasta, California on the 27th, and then at San Francisco at the New Age Expo on the 28th. Uh, so anyone who, who wants to, to meet with us can, can join me at those places next All right, week. so I assume they hear, if they go to these lectures, the kind of thing that they're getting tonight only in long form in detail. That's right. Well, first of all, they get to see, you know, one or two hours of the witness testimony uh, uninterrupted, and then they will hear a presentation uh, by yours truly. And that from the details of that are on our website at disclosureproject.org. But um, when we go to these uh, cities, what we're finding is that huge numbers of people mm-hmm. who are in the mainstream academic and scientific world are That's emerging true, yeah. saying, yeah, this is true, and I'm glad someone's talking about it. And what can I do to help? And so it, it is this just sort of huge global networking that's helped going on. It's really very exciting. Well, it is exciting. And uh, it's exciting that the kind of numbers that you talked about at the beginning of the hour uh, are beginning to surface because that actually might get it done if you can get those right. kinds of numbers out. Well, I can tell you the people who have been involved with this with us just from a technical point of view have said that if you took the, the biggest webcast event in the history of the world, the Disclosure Project trumped it by an orders of magnitude, literally by an order of magnitude, that the numbers of people who, and, and so, you know, the, the people out there know that this is true. You know, I'm meeting with aerospace engineers and professors of, of uh, space sciences at universities, and they're pulling me and my science advisors and other sites saying, you know, we know this is going on, and, and we think it's, it's gone on long enough, and, and by golly, you know, uh, we hope you can succeed, and what can we do to help? And so uh, Space Energy Access Systems, uh, the, the uh, energy company we founded, are getting these people on our advisory board, and, and people that you would have thought would never want to wade into this are now jumping on board. So I think that it's, it's, it's certainly picking up momentum. We're not there yet, but I think we're going to get there. Well, if you do get there... Do me a favor. Yep. And before you go to the networks, uh, take just uh, the night before, and I mean the night before, and come on here. Oh, you'll hear about it. In fact, one of the things I, I, I'll say to you is, is that uh, as we make progress with this creative team building these things, um, even before we can go massively public, uh, which, of course, would shut down all the bandwidth on the planet in terms of people trying to see it, huh. I'll come on your show and we'll talk about it in greater and greater detail if, if you want to hear about it. And, and, oh, I uh, absolutely want to hear about it, yes. So there's some really interesting technologies that, that are already being presented to us that uh, 
as we can get them refined and tested, and, and maybe we'll end up in your neck of the woods and show it to you once we get all our ducks in a row. How many strong contenders do you have right now? Uh, about a dozen. A dozen? Yeah. People who actually have or have previously built uh, either energy devices that are very serious and over Unity or have built components or, or actually worked with the anti-gravity technology. So, so we, we uh, have a very strong coalition moving forward on this. Now, getting into the actual testing and or construction of those really would be truly exciting work. And I would think a lot of very mainstream scientists, if they uh, signed on to it intellectually, would jump in with both feet, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And, in fact, we, we're not going to present a specific technology to the public until at least three or four independent, well-credentialed, and well-recognized laboratories and entities have tested them and have found reproducible results. So that's right. what we're shooting for. All right. Good. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun to me. Dr. Greer, out front uh, as usual. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you. Take care, my friend. Dr. Greer, Stephen Greer. Get a shiver in the dark. It's raining in the park. Meantime. Well, maybe it's coming, folks. Maybe. Sound of the river. You're stopping your whole everything. A disc that would fly. That would be really good. A band is blowing Dixie. Double ball time. Let me rephrase that. Defy gravity. Feel all right. We are going to be right back. Red Ults on the way. Kingdom of Nye from west of the Rockies at 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies, 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach Art at 1-775-727-1222. And the wild card line is open at 1-775-727-1295. To reach Art on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell from the Kingdom of Nye. That's exactly what it is. And it's time for an encore performance. Red Elk is an intertribal Native American medicine man. He's coming up next. He's a self-described uh, self half-breed Native American from both the Blackfeet and the Shoshone Nations, as well as part Irish and French, member of the... Hyoka, I believe it is, contrarian group of Native American lost boys 
but she is one of the 12 inner of that group, one of the last nine members of the Red Web Society who are working to bring understanding to Earth. He is official keeper of the tunnels, official keeper of the pyramids, temporary caretaker of the flying red dragon drum, a very sacred uh, drum on the Hopi Nation, and the altar carrier of the nations. Red Elk is called uh, by both whites and full breeds as a bridge between the native people and all other religions including the atheists. Well, it's been a very long time since we've had Red Elk on. His last appearance involved, uh, without question, the best explanation we've ever had of what shadow people are and are not. You may recall we, uh, we had all sorts of people uh, sending in photographs during the course of the program when uh, uh, Red Elk was on. And Red Elk is uh, back tonight. That was an amazing program. Red Elk, it's good to have you back again. I, where are you physically located? Uh, between Ellensburg and Cleelum in eastern Washington, literally right alongside I-90. That's up in Mel's Hole country. It is. Yes, and we've just recently been there again. 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 Well, uh, I heard. The area. There, I heard that there was a trek that took place by uh, some people up in that area, sort of looking for Mel's Hole, but that they didn't find it, and uh, they've decided they're going to go back again with a, a more serious attempt. Is that correct? That is correct. They mm -hmm. did find his property. But they did not... Uh, Wait a minute, they found Mel's property? Oh, you bet, yes. Yeah, it, uh, the trailer, everything, and uh, there's a fence with strong warnings on it to keep out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I told them, that's it. I go no more, I go no closer, I've seen it, I've been there once, and they're crazy. <laughs> oh, really? And, oh, yeah, yeah, it... Uh, your Area 51-type rigs, you know, those white rigs that pop up and watch you? Oh, yes, yes. Ah, they came. Oh, uh, government? Uh... Well, call them, call them government if you want. They're unmarked. And uh, uh, two of them, one blue, one white. And the guy in blue, thank you, uh, government, i say that to them. Why? What? Well, if it wasn't for them, it would have taken hours more to find his property. They parked right in front of the gate to make sure nobody went there. The gate that we've been going to, the place where I, you know, after many years yes. of not being there, uh, it, it seemed familiar. Well, it turns out that the yellow gate that I told you of, that's a back road into Mr. Waters' property. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they... They came by and got everybody's license numbers, and he's sitting there with one of those palm things, I guess, uh, you know, kind of a palm computer. And uh, Yes. Well, anyway, uh, uh, they, they uh, noticed where he was parked across from, about a mile or a little more beyond where we've been looking. And uh, they get pictures of it. Uh, uh, if any anyone's interested, it would be on uh, uh, the Seattle... Uh, SeattleChatClub.org. Uh-huh. And uh, really, well, anyway, again, thank you, Mr. Government. <laughs> uh, so you, you would say you've seen enough 
that you believe uh, Mel's story is uh, is true? Oh, you know, it, uh, the only problem with Mel's story that I, yes, I've seen enough to know that that's true. According to every description this gentleman has given out, old trailer, the whole bit, uh, there seems to be a brand new large, large building uh, on on that area with a great big barn. Really? A uh, few horses with a, a fence, and, uh, you know, fences that corral around the horses. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with corrals, Mr. Bell? Oh, yes, very this familiar. This corral is three feet high. Uh, three feet high? Mm-hmm. Uh, gee, what are we corralling in there? Uh, it's a good picture from the air, Mr. Bell. <laughs> um... Red Elk, if this hole uh, is there, and by the way, Mel has uh, since described a second hole. Yes, I I, you, you know that, right? Yes. Uh, the stories that have gone, for example, with the second hole, uh, which is allegedly here in Nevada, are really, really incredible. I, I, I trust you've heard them. I, I, not the keeper of the tunnels or nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're the keeper of the tunnels. Um, how did how did the second story uh, hit you? And uh, do you think there might well be a second hole uh, here in my state? Uh, sir, every time you find one, you find a pair. They're all over the world. Kind of, we we call them the nostrils of our mother. The, you know, nostrils, the nostrils of our mother. Yeah, ah, that one, sounds good. one discharges. Um, excessive, uh, oh, harmful if you want, or like like what would be um, viruses. You know, I'm not saying they are. It uh, it's just like you get a runny nose. One side runs, the other breathes, <laughs> and uh, so one side runs and the other breathes. Where you find one hole, you will always find another in a 25 mile radius. Uh, and yeah. again, they are not just. Uh, here and not just uh, down there in Nevada, and uh, they're 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 literally all over the earth. And I guess we might as well go ahead and get the rest of it. You think these holes connect to an inner Earth, correct? Uh, absolutely, and an inner Earth with inner worlds within that Earth. Yes, but may I clarify that? Absolutely. Thank you. It, uh, People have got the impression it's a ball floating inside a ball, floating inside a ball, you know, on and on and on for five below us. Yes. The, the Earth is dead solid all the way to its core with giant caves that decrease in size as it gets further and further towards the core. So if uh, deep whalers or well, what, diggers or whatever, you know, deep well dr uh, drillers, yeah. well, whatever they're going for. If they happen to be digging above one of these caves, these are enormous caves, and especially the ones directly below us, they sometimes range six and eight, six hundred and eight hundred miles long, two and three hundred miles wide, Holy and God. and in some places, almost three miles high. All right. Here's something so, I here's something I had happened on my program that I would like to ask you about. Mm -hmm. I had a man call that uh, 
said, in essence, that all holes uh, in excess of 10,000 feet are classified. And uh, he said that uh, were he to give me any more information on the air, it would compromise U.S. security. So I said, fine, send me an email. He never did. Still, it sticks in my mind that, that he said that, and I wonder if you think there might be anything to that. Uh, from my information, it goes quite a bit above 10,000 feet. It, uh, from but, what but, I, but, at, but at some point, uh, Red Elk, uh, is there a, a government clampdown classification that occurs? Yes. Why? Nah, no. <laughs> no, it, uh, it, uh, no, I'll say no more, but yes. Well, I will say, I will say a little bit more. At, uh, you know, I talked about lizard people and stuff, and people really think I'm out of my tree. I know. It, uh, well, that's all right. It, hey, it's my tree. <laughs> it's your tree. It's you got that tree. right. Yeah. And uh, we do have uh, interaction with these beans as well as a number of other beans. And uh, these beans, the, the vast majority of them, um, are, are literally not of this planet. And uh, the lizard beans, the draculians, they themselves have colonized this planet eons ago. Uh, literally, not, not more than two, you know, than a blink, as far as time goes, uh, from when Lucifer came. So they are um, colonized now from three of their own planets. And to them, this is home. It's just like uh, you white people, America's your home. You colonized it. And to the Indians, it's our home. We took it from you, right? Isn't that the well, way it went? Well, sort of, kind of, yeah. Sort of, kind of? Sort of, kind of. Uh, well, uh, at least sort of, kind of. So, uh, I guess most people, they want to know about what's below us. They want to know about these creatures that are not really human, that we can't call human Um uh, well, the origins of these creatures, I mean, have they always uh, been beneath our Earth? No, no. They came shortly after Lucifer went in. Well, that's, that's a long time. That's a long time. Lucifer's yeah. been down there for a while now, I think. And if you really want to know uh, their workings, which is, uh, first off, allow me to say they are humans. They just don't look human. Humans are people that have souls, all right? And all humans, no matter what planet they come from, no matter what they look like, are humans of their planet or soul bearers. And uh, so they're human. They're our brothers and sisters, just, uh, just as you would be considered a brother or sister of each other because we look like two-legged. <laughs> um, so... So we have a, a, a some sort of loose relationship to them. Very loose, yes, but it's going to get pretty strong here shortly. It's it's already getting extremely strong. It's just a they don't run around and uh, show their face to the general public, but uh, it will not be that way long. So there's about to be a connection between those below and those above. Oh yes, and uh, and others. Perhaps you would like to describe how that will occur. In other words, what will happen? Oh. Pretty interesting stuff. Mm. 
I cannot tell you how because I do not know how. I just know it is to be. Um, the interaction is going on every day. When you say soon, then? Uh... Well, soon, within 25 years, well within 25 years. Okay, well, that's still a while. Yeah, but I go from different times, so yes, it, it'd be it would be quite a while, I guess, to to we two legs of this earth. You you understand, uh, of course, that uh, uh, the average, you know, person when they think about uh, what you're talking about, that is the beginning of interaction with lizard people here on the surface. Or I don't know, maybe we'd go to them. Either way, in, that kind of interaction would be really frightening well again there the frightening part is the fact that we are interacting every day uh, through shapeshifters and uh, half-breeds and you're not aware of it and so far the only way that I can I can nail one down really nail uh, one down is having a photograph of that person and uh, especially in the shape-shifting end of it, uh, a half-breed. Okay, exactly what would you look for? Well, it, uh, if you had a photograph... If uh, I have a photograph, it looks like somebody cut out a, uh, a, a cardboard cutting like they do in the movie houses showing Burt Reynolds or God knows who, and they stick it there in the auditorium. But uh, only a photograph reveals that. Um, by percentage of those uh, photographs that you get to see and those people you see casually or uh, not so casually, uh, how many do you see? I've only seen one in photo, and that's because I don't run around with a camera taking pictures of crowds. Uh-huh. It, uh, it just happens to be one of the half-breeds that I, I deal with, and uh, this guy is doing, was doing pretty good. But uh, he changed without being aware that he's changed. You know, I wasn't aware. What, what do you mean was? You, you, you laid a past tense in there on me. Well, it, he, in, in his normal two-legged walk upon this earth, he's a half-breed. And you take a picture of this gentleman when he's in this mode. And? And he looks like any other picture of any other picture, you know. And, uh, but... They are so fast at shape-shifting, so fast at pulling out the, the uh, uh, I don't know, the essence of the being himself, uh, the one that's half-breed, and slipping in full bore, that uh, uh, like a walk-in, what is called a walk-in. And uh, it happens so quickly that one minute, uh, the one that you know is there, and the next minute you still think you know that that's that one, but without a photograph, you don't know. Well, have you but, ever have you ever uh, managed to get a photograph of of anybody in the middle of this person in the middle of person shape shifting? Well, first off, you're right; it's a person. But uh, no, I Loosely. haven't. Although I have seen them shape shift, I just haven't got a photo of it. In other words, somebody is sort of halfway here and halfway there. I don't know. Well, it's it's a strange deal, but uh, they're good at this and. Uh, uh, there's a lot of interaction. You rub shoulders with them yourself and I'm not aware of it. I'm sure of it because there's that many running around here. here. Well, I, I have no doubt of it. I rub shoulders, I'm sure, with 
you know, the way I talk about all this stuff on the air, my friend, I'm rubbing shoulders with uh, all kinds of things. I can feel it all around me, always have been. Well, you can feel one now, another nut on the air, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You described some awfully big areas underneath the earth. Yes. Uh, would there be a tactical advantage, uh, a, a, spirit, for, a, spirit, for military? a spiritual advantage? What advantages would there be for us to get down into these areas and make contact? Well, like the long walkers that I spoke of before, uh, the advantage is escaping the width-to-width effect that is going to go on very soon. And that started, you know, not too long ago in the first place. Um Everything, the earth will flip or roll, if you want. It will be in a three-jerk, jerk, mind you, uh, stage over a ten-month period. And uh, Sweden will end up being the South Pole. And if you have a globe, put your finger where Sweden is. Uh, well, put it above the South Pole. And you're saying that's that's where the North Pole is going? That is right. Yeah, well, that's quite a flip. Uh, Red Elk, hold on. We're at the bottom of the hour. Kingdom of Nye, from west of the Rockies, dial 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies, 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may recharge at 1-775-727-1222. Or use the wildcard line at 1-775-727-1295. To recharge on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. 
morning. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell on the Premier Radio Networks. Right. Uh, what we have here is a Native American medicine man. Now, this is, uh, this is pretty far out for a lot of you, I know, and pretty far out for me, too. But you know something? There's a whole world of knowledge out there that we don't know a damn thing about. And that's what this man has studied uh, all his life. He knows things that are so alien to you and I that it sounds, uh, well, I know how it sounds. But before dismissing any of it, uh, I think you should listen very, very carefully. A lot is, uh, is pretty wild and pretty, pretty out there in the twilight zone, all right? But it's absolutely fascinating. He's the man who nailed down the shadow people for us. Tonight, we've got a lot to tackle. Stay right there. There's truly an entire world out there that uh, most don't understand. Many who listen to this program have sort of a hint. Uh, but basically, there's an entire world out there that's a separate world from the one that we understand and think we revolve in proficiently. That would be the world of uh, Red Elk. Here he is once again. Now, you're saying, you're saying that you have information that uh, is prompting you to come on the program tonight and talk about, uh, you've said all, all of it, all of it, meaning I guess for us, for humans, is coming down. What, what exactly do, do you mean? Well, it's uh, uh, the Creator has got everything right on time. Oh. Everything is planned. Everything is working into his hands. Everything. People are worried about your weather shifts, your changes, and so on and so forth. There's quite, a bit, worry, the, there's hmm? quite a bit to worry about in that area, Red Elk. We, well, just, had, uh, we just had 84-mile-an-hour winds scream across the desert uh, Monday, and uh, there's destruction all over the place. The weather is is really turning on us, uh, but, but you say that's but only the beginning, eh? Oh, yes. It, it, to me, I, I believe everything started in 1996. Uh, it could have been earlier, it could have been later, but uh, that's where I put it. And it's just going to get worse, but understand it can be changed. It's only the greatest probability. All right, let's nail down what it is you're talking about. Uh, uh, well, all right, one word, Armageddon. Armageddon. Yes. The end of the world. Oh, no, no. The end of civilization. The world won't end well, for another somewhere until around the year 4,000. Well, the end of civilization, that's... As uh, we know it, yes. That's big enough. Uh, and when all is said and done, and we'll get to whatever is going to do this here, I'm sure, shortly, uh, after Armageddon, what will the world be? A mess. And it'll take 30 or 40 <laughs> years for those who survive it uh, to get back on their feet again. What kind of what? I'm asking what kind of world it will be. And I understand mess, but I mean, well, there you'll be lucky to find two and a half miles of highway that isn't broken up. Uh, that'd be a mess, all right. Almost every tree, animal, plant, and water will be gone. Yeah, or poisoned. Yeah. But, uh, but this is one reason that I'm ordered to teach what I've been ordered to, so that the, the knowledge that the uh, medicine people and, the, and the, the red people have considered it to be sacred uh, is put out so that the survivors 
will have that knowledge. By learning now, it will pass through. Some people will remember. Do you understand that a lot of people wouldn't want to live in a world like that? They'd rather not be alive in, in the world you're describing? I do, and I also understand people. Too many people, I, uh, uh, you know, they talk to talk, but when it comes to death, they sit there and fight it left and right. And uh, you're going to have those that are going to fight it and make it through. Um, would it be a world that you would want to survive in? Yes. It gives you the opportunity to start... You, you you might even be at home in that world. Uh, me? Yep, you. I'm afraid you're right. But for a lot of people, I mean, what you're describing is indeed the end of civilization. All right, now let's get down to what would cause the end of civilization as you see it uh, coming all coming down. Well, it, it boils down to the warfare that is right now going on. Uh, it is between Lucifer and the Creator. It started all over again, uh, and uh, the Unholy Four, which are uh, four different alien beings, including the, the Dracolian race, uh, the, the so-called greys. Uh, we call them insects, or I, call, I like to call them bee people. Uh, a, a group, uh, the gargoyles on that uh, planet that's coming, that uh, that one that makes a big oval path. Gargoyles, and, uh, you mean? Uh, well, they look like gargoyles. Gargoyles. What you are obviously referring to is uh, the tenth planet. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, the Sitchin, the whole Sitchin story. Well, I don't know the whole story. All I know is that dang thing is loaded with bear. And with gargoyles. Well, I mean gargoyles when I say bear. Yeah, they're they're the worst things uh, in in our uh, solar system. They're just unbelievable. You you know, let me let me run up and hug a lizard compared to those son of a gun. So the lizards are really uh, uh, almost uh, almost uh, as bad as a gargoyle. Oh, oh, really? I thought you were going to oh, say yeah. they're nothing compared to the But I, I mean, uh, comparing the two, I'd rather hug a lizard. You'd rather hug a lizard? Yeah. <laughs> well, so then we're in trouble uh, beneath and above. Yes. So yes. to speak. Uh, but right? uh, less trouble beneath than above. Well, what about uh, right here on the surface? Now, you mentioned the ongoing troubles. We've got trouble in the Middle East. Powell is over there right now, uh, having essentially no success in stopping the fighting. The fighting is continuing. And, you know, of course, the Bible uh, tells us that uh, when Armageddon comes, it will come and begin in in that exact area, of course. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, they're going about that all wrong. But, uh, again, we are on the path of the greatest probability. But it is still yet a probability. It can be changed, and we can turn everything around. You and I and, and the poorest nation can be living in an utter paradise if we as a mass of people would put our mind together. And uh, Mr. Bell, you have done it a number of times on your show. Nothing at that level, Red Elk. Uh, I, have done well... a, I have done experiments that suggest what you may be saying could be true. I, I'm, I don't know. 
Well, what you're doing, my friend, is is quite scriptural, but, uh, you know, two or more together in my name. And I'm not going to, to say that the name of Christ, I, I mean, I'm saying it, but you got to remember what that two-legged being was. He was love on two legs. Any two together in love, in, in pure love, you, you know, not lust love or anything like that, but caring love. Mm-hmm. then they can change much. And if we as a world could gather together in love, or the majority of us worldwide, not just the United States, I'm speaking across our planet, and but, okay, truly, okay, but, truly but, aim our love. You know what? I don't doubt that that is right, because then all hearts would change. But, and, and and I also don't doubt that uh, mass consciousness uh, can do some things that are scaring me a little bit. Um, I'll admit to all of that even. But I don't see those hearts changing right now. In fact, uh, if you look at the present progression of events, there's more reason to believe that Armageddon... Uh, is just a tick away, Red Elk. It's easier. Uh, it's, 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 it's much easier to believe that than it is that uh, all of these hearts uh, are going to change, and and the and the Palestinians are going to embrace the Israelis, and the Israelis are going to embrace all the Palestinians, even Yasser, and uh, all get together and be peace. Uh, if I were a betting man, uh, Red Elk, I don't think I'd be betting on that. Well, I would be right alongside you. This is why this is the greatest probability. This is why Armageddon looms. But, again, it can be changed. All right, but if it is not changed, which I'm sorry, pragmatically pragmatically I consider much more uh, possible, then what is going to happen? Well, Mr. Bell... You don't understand the Creator's uh, uh, plan, and I'll try to know sure real quick. Basically, Earth is a mouse trap in space. You and I are the cheese, huh. and all people of all the creations in planes, times, and dimensions, not parallel times, are coming here. They are at this very moment battling above and around us. Uh-huh. And uh, they are laying, they're battling over you and I. And we're the cheese. That's we're the I- cheese. Interesting we have all the DNA of every soul-bearing being from day one, long before the earth was born, from day one in our bloodline. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, the unholy four are claiming us as theirs, and the other says, wait a minute, they've got our bloodline too. Some people don't want to go to war. But they have no choice. So literally everybody is being drawn to the cheese, to the trap. <laughs> well, I don't want to go to war, and yet uh, I feel it is almost inevitable. Unfortunately, you're correct, my friend. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, without intervention, without change, Red Elk, how close do you suppose we are? How, how much time is left if it goes all the wrong way? If it goes all the wrong way, That's right. again, I am overstretching because I am, I'm, I'm showing things, I'm told things, but I'm never given the time frame, ever. 
And uh, I, but I, I really, and I, I know this deep within my heart. I know, I mean, way above knowing, I know that I'm correct, that uh, we are within the time frame of t- within 25 years. 25 well years. within it. 25 years. Uh, that's not very long, uh, and that doesn't give uh, people with children uh, a, a lot of hope. Well, if there's there's so much hope out there. Everybody, you know, I tell the truth, at least as I know it. By the way, I represent the inner, oh gosh, I'm tired, inner uh, society. I do not represent any American Indian tribe or nation at all. This is my society that I belong to. And under that, I want to make it clear, under that, this is why these things are being brought out. Well, you call yourself a contrarian, right? Well, and, I think you called me that. Well, I read. Contrary, I, I yes. just, well, I just read your uh, your well, it's, introduction it's, yeah, here. It's a con- I don't even know what contrarian means, but I'm contrary. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> Nay, uh, you, you don't know what it means. A contrarian is one uh, who is um, uh, totally opposite to the status quo. One who. Well, okay, I, we call that just contrary. It. Uh, that extra one is... you got a contrary nature, huh? Oh, Lord, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I'm doing this on orders, and I don't obey any man. I don't obey any man. I mean... You're doing the, this on whose orders? The Creator's. All 12 of us are doing it on the Creator's orders. There's only 12 oh. in our Hyoka. Only 12 of you? Yeah, there's hundreds of Hyoka, but there's only 12 on this planet that are in our Hyoka. Where are the other 11? Uh, one's Japan, one's South America, one's Africa, one's Arabia. And he isn't there yet, but he's on his way to be there in about uh, under two years. It, uh, let's see. One's in Europe somewhere I can't remember. One's in Russia. Gee, I can't nail them all. But we all have our little our little areas of uh, uh, work. Are you, I, are, you in, yeah, are you in contact with uh, the other... Three. Three others? Yes. Huh. And uh, their view? If our view is identical. We're all trained identical. Okay. Uh, then I suppose the inevitability of this uh, appears now even greater. Listen, I'm, I want to ask you... Uh, about something that, uh, uh, perhaps coming up after the break, uh, that was brought up the other day on the program, and I don't know if it, what exactly what category it fits in, but I've begun to receive emails and communications from a whole lot of people in my audience about mirrors. Now, yes, I heard that. Oh, it, did it, you it, really? You heard something about that? Yes. Well, I, I heard a part of the program before I crashed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read you a uh, particularly interesting email. Uh, I, I, I literally, I've, I've got hundreds of them now. It just, it, you know, it's one of those things that got brought up on the program, and apparently, there's something about a mirror that that gives one. I, I don't know what it does. I, you know, I really just don't know. I, I'll, I'll read you the story and, and let you see what you think. But uh, do you know mirrors to have? Uh, I know mirrors that trap, event, 
Trap events? Yes. Well, that's very interesting. Trap events. Yes. I know walls at trap events. Mountains, valleys at trap events. Not ghosts, just the past caught on film in a you know, strange way. You know, actually, there's science to back you up. Uh, I'm told that one day when we know how to do it, we will be able to actually extract memory from things like windows. Uh, that You could actually download the memory of that window. Mr. Bell, a surprise to you. The medicine people do know how to do it. <laughs> really? Well, sir, it, uh, uh, with the Creator in all things and with the ability to in-tune yourself to the Creator... You can talk to a mirror. Uh, you can talk to a road and say, where did the killer go? And the road's connected to another road and another road. Huh. And, and you can trace it like a bloodhound. So you can actually converse with these things. Well, well sure. Even, even the, the, the great one, the pale one, the two-legged love on, on two legs. Uh, he said the rocks could shout. He'd talk to a tree. It responded, you betcha, you betcha. And I, I can guarantee there's a lot of people that come to me, I take them on a tree trip, and afterwards I take them outside, and the vast majority speak with trees. And huh. it shakes them up. One the last time spoke with a stone. Uh, with, a, a, with a rock. A big one, yeah. It literally became a face and spoke to him, and he came in. Uh -huh. He came in, well, he, <laughs> yeah, he sure, uh, that was an experience for that guy. Uh, now, <laughs> you you can even meditate sitting in front of a toilet seat. Can you imagine that? Uh, well, I, I, there, are some things, there, are, there are some things perhaps better not imagine. <laughs> you know, for, for safety here, let's get back to the rock part. <laughs> um, what did the rock say to this uh, person? I don't know. Uh, it was all on film. Uh, not not the, uh, the people went out at my orders after this little exercise I teach. And uh, all of them went out. One, one had so many things chatting, he couldn't decide which one was chatting at him. So he got a lot of nothing in the long run. But uh, uh, I knew one would be speaking to a rock. I had no idea. Who. A lot of people, really, and I'm certainly included in that group, trust me, would want to know what a rock has to say, or even the... Actually, sir, you and I, the human race, are far dumber than a rock. Oh, a bag of rocks, huh? Uh, just one. <laughs> We're dumber than a, a rock. In what sense? Well, first off, you've got to, you've got to recall the rock, no matter its size. <laughs> uh, it breeds. Yes, really? Well, yes, really. It rocks and rolls and becomes smaller and smaller and becomes sand and then mixes with uh, organic material and becomes mud and dirt. And then along comes a volcano and it grows up again and it starts the whole process again. And there, ladies and gentlemen, is the life of a rock, uh, <laughs> which is uh, no doubt where we have derived the expression, uh, life is a rock. Or is it life is a bitch and then you die? Well, anyway. Back in the USA, back in the bad old days, in the heat of a summer night.
Good morning, everybody. Call Art Bell in the Kingdom of Nye from west of the Rockies at 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies, 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach Art at 1-775-727-1222. And the wild card line is open at 1-775-727-1295. To reach out on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell from the Kingdom of Nye. Actually, in song, I couldn't get much closer than Seattle. He's not in Seattle, of course. He's uh, closer to Mel's Hole, but it's as close as I can get. Good morning, everybody. Red Elk, who's a Native American contrarian. An interesting uh, turn of a phrase there, eh? is my guest, and we're talking about talking to rocks uh, at the moment. We're going to get right back there, too. Stay right where you are. All right, I can't leave this rock thing for a moment. Uh, I do have something on mirrors, but I I really... uh, You know, of course, that when you begin talking about this kind of thing, even though uh, theoretical physicists are now beginning to say that things have memory and, and that memory one day will be retrieved, I mean, that's right at the very edge of our theoretical physics in, in hard science right now, Red Elk. But here well, you are saying... Because they are white and they're just starting to learn. Because <laughs> they're white and just starting to learn, huh? Yeah. Uh, um, you wouldn't think that a rock as a whole, would have a lot to contribute. Now, some rocks perhaps more than others, depending on where they've been and what they've been doing, I guess, but I'm serious. What could what could be derived? What information, if you could communicate in some manner with a rock, could you possibly get? <laughs> you You speak as if I don't, if I could. No, I do. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't... To do. I don't mean to sound uh, okay, okay, doubtful. I, I'm trying to ask right. an honest question here. What? Right, here. Here's one instance. I was working on um, a construction site. I'd been ordered to, they had made a ditch, and I'd been ordered to dig out this rock. Okay. Well, dang, I had spent, I was in my second day, and it was not a big rock. It wasn't even half my size, you know. It, it was a little, I doubt if the thing weighed more than 40, 42 pounds. What do you weigh? Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I'm down from 293 to 178. Well, so that would still be a pretty good size rock. You're under. Well, I'm talking size-wise, not weight-wise. <laughs> oh, I see. All right. Okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, anyway, man, this thing was getting me ticked off. And, boy, I I got so darn mad at it, I started talking to it and... and Really, I'm basting the poor bugger. Why? Wait a minute. Why were you upset with a rock? You want to dig a rock that size for two days? 
Oh, absolutely not. No, neither oh, did so, I. So I was out there in this heat, oh. digging this stupid thing. Oh. And and it was just hanging on to the earth. It was like it had arms. I I've got you. And uh, uh, finally, I I I really lambasted into it, and the darn rock said, "I am holding the roots of that tree." And and you could get the idea of it pointing to that tree. So the rock told you that it was an important aspect of the tree. That is correct. So then what did you do? I said, to heck with you. I got a job to do, and by golly, let go. You're, so you're, you're coming out of there, or I'll blow you to bits. Just about. If I had the dynamite, I would have done it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. But you know, you know how uh, people are going to think of this uh, red oak. Uh, I, I guess some of us, in the same sense, would talk to a rock like that. I mean, we might, but we 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 would Mr. not. Well, all medicine people talk to things that you you think a yeah, piece but, of wood is a tree is yeah, yeah, you're a living well, thing. Well, Red Oak, I talk to my car. You talk uh, to your I, cat. I, I've got to be, I, but I've got to be honest with you. My car, at least as of yet, has not responded in in any in any way I can discern. Well, someday, if you break down in that desert of yours, I did once. Yes. Well. Talk to talk to the part. Talk to the Creator, who's in all things. You know, actually, when it broke down, I did talk to it. I mean, I got I got up on uh, on the mountain, and the fuel pump uh, went. I mean, it was brand new, right? And the fuel pump went, and I I said a lot of things, uh, probably most of them really unkind, uh, for several hours. Uh, my wife and I both did. In fact, she had words with it as well. But it, <laughs> but you see, it didn't answer. Well, I've had, I've, I've literally had the same problem of fuel pump, just uh, making a small pond under my truck, That's and no money to fix it, no way bad. to get it fixed. Very bad. So I, I walked around it and and prayed and spoke with it in prayer, knowing that I am praying to the God who is in all things, the Creator who is in all things. So you you prayed to or for your fuel pump? I did. And what happened? It stopped leaking. I drove all the way home on an empty tank, some 47 and a half miles. With well, now that, that empty, is... With that empty on my, on my gauge. Very impressive. I got to my driveway. Yeah. I got out. I shut the door. Yeah. Bang. It started leaking again. And it was so dry, it only leaked the gasoline that was stuck in the uphill side running down mm -hmm. of gasoline of the fuel, fuel line. Well, then maybe, you know, maybe it worked. Uh, in my case, I really only transmitted very negative things to it, uh, increasingly negative, actually, as the hours wore on, and, and finally this guy with this big flatbed thing comes along and uh, hikes it up and takes us to a place where I, I said further unkind things about it to other people, in fact. Uh, anyway, it's a long story, but uh, it, it never worked out well. Next time, maybe I'll try a different approach with it. Well, you you know, Mr. Bell, there are no accidents. You learn from every aspect of your life if you've got a half a brain. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know about that either. Well, you should <laughs> learn. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, bad but, things happen to people, and it's not until maybe years later that they realize how... How they've grown. All right, I want to read you something, and, mm -hmm. uh, and I want you to digest this and tell me what we're dealing with. I'm going to do this. Uh, I think I'm going to do 
a program on this subject Friday. I have been receiving some of the most intriguing emails since the subject was broached uh, in open in an open line segment last week, uh, and I knew this was going to blow wide open. And well, here, listen, dear Mr. Bell, recently you talked briefly on your show about people who have had strange experiences with mirrors. I'd like to share with you and your listeners something strange that's happened to me over the period of uh, several decades, actually, now. Some years ago, whenever I'd look in a mirror, I would see this relatively good-looking young man looking back at me. Now, I came to accept this as pretty close to reality. When I'd smile, he'd smile back. Kind of enjoyed looking at mirrors. I even looked forward to my encounters with this young man. After uh, some years, the young man disappeared. And suddenly one day I looked in the mirror and I saw this ugly old fat man staring back at me. Somewhere in the eyes I could see the vestiges of the younger man who used to inhabit the mirrors. But this was and still is in no way any reflection no pun intended, I guess, or any sort of reality. No matter what I have done, the young man refuses to resurface. I suspect he's been kidnapped by the shadow people, or perhaps fallen into Mel's hole, or maybe even led, uh, been led astray by the whisperings of Ramona's cat. <laughs> but <laughs> it's my cat, actually, uh, but it whispers to her. But, but for some reason, he refuses to return. I've not mentioned this strange set of events to more than just my closest friends. The, one I've, uh, the ones I've dared share it with have suggested that maybe uh, my problem lies closer to home. One even suggested plastic surgery. Of course, you and I know the problem actually lies in the strange happenings inside my mirror. I thought maybe you should warn your listeners to watch for this kind of thing. It can ruin your day. Signed, Rick. Uh, now there's a hell of a story, huh? Yes, especially signed Rick. It sounded like some crazy old chick. <laughs> no. I'll be darned. No, if, and, and, uh, and, 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 I, and... I can explain some of this, I think. Be my guest. Well, sir, I have gotten three... I, they call themselves phys physicists. It's yes. Kind of a hard word for me to to, to say. Okay. To say, uh, yes. And uh, they want me to train them. And uh, um, I I was talking to one, and uh, we got on the the. Uh, now this is this will take just a bit, but uh, we got on on to uh, talking about dimensions, and uh, what our Earth is doing, getting ready to flip. It, it's causing a vibration and stuff. But uh, nevertheless, and it's changing us. It's making us uh, uh, blurring our mind, okay? So that we're starting to see things that were unseeable, know things that were unknowable, except for people as myself and others in, in medicine and in and in, in, in deep wakayan or, or holy holiness and uh, um, deep meditators, deep thinkers, and. Uh, this is what's helping cause it. But on, on this talk, I asked him, what do you see dimensions to look like? And he said, well, Mr. Reddock, it, uh, to, to us, or at least to me, like a ribbon. I said, this is good. I do, too. And I said, 
what about the ribbon? How many sides does it have? And he says, it's got two sides. And I laughed, and I says, come on, use that physicist thing brain. I says, you say two sides, think again. And he thought, and then it clicked, you know, and by golly, the up, the down, and each side of the ribbon. And that, now this guy's improving, right? So now he's got four sides of the ribbon. And I says, great, now think again. And he couldn't get it. There's the inside. Now understand it. Look at it as a wide ribbon that is wavering. He sees it as that, you know, wavering, weaving, but turning around about itself, tying itself in light knots, untying itself, and every time it rubs and twists and turns, it creates uh, holes or rippings of veils, if you want, where things become clearer that were never seen before. And uh, because... Uh, well, is that what's going on with a mirror? That's right. That's just part of what's going on, Mr. Bell. Well, I am getting I, I am getting a ton of reports about some really strange stories in mirrors now. This, uh, this, sir, is just, uh, you're just starting, you're, you're within the iceberg, but still on the edge. There's so many things that are going to be happening that, uh, uh, through, through this dimensional shift, through the mousetrap and the cheese and all coming to it, it's all related, it's all metacreation, and it's all for, uh, the great shift that's coming on our planet. When, when people, say to you that you're nuts <laughs> what do you tell them i i just i just kind of you know look at them in the eye and uh, put my finger to my lips and go boo, 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 boo. <laughs> that's that's uh, well i don't know if that's a big uh improvement no no but you know you, you just let them uh continue with what you consider to be their, their, their delusion right well they have their opinion i have my opinion I know rocks can talk. I have been helped by rocks. I've talked to water, told not to drink. I am polluted. Go down the road on an unknown road. So in other they words, you in other words, there. in other words, you have had water warn you. Not just warn, but actually audibly speak. Direct you to a better source. Yes. Oh, no, oh, wait a minute. You said audibly speak. Yes, now, do well, you, audibly do you mean, in my head. Uh, okay, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. In, in other words... Is not just the sound of the rushing water forming a voice mm -mm. saying, "Yeah, right." Oh, no, yeah, it, all right. It, this it, is in your head. It it actually appears. But, to you but I head. guarantee you, you know it's not your thoughts. Well, there's so much out there, Mister. I, I, you know, I know this is out on the edge of all things that we could even remotely consider possible, but. But again, it doesn't really get in a giant dispute with current theoretical physics. Uh, and there are a lot of things we, we don't know, and it may well be that things can transmit information to human beings. I don't rule that out. Hey, but, there, uh, but, there, but, Mr. Bill, there would be a lot of murders, a lot of missing people found, and or at least alive or dead, if people would just learn how and it can be done there there was a program a few years back one of these uh all these wanted you know or mystery things and uh, a lady had disappeared up here in this the state in eastern washington 
her bones have called me for years. Her bones? Yes, she she was murdered. I, I've seen how it happened. I, I saw how she was lured there. I saw where she was buried. I know where she's at. And uh, uh, I know so much, it nailed me for the murder. My, my wife has asked me over, uh, oh, at least at minimum three times, uh, honey, why don't you call the police and tell them where, where, where it's at? And I says, I don't want to get arrested, you know. All right, then, Red Elk, I'm going to read you something else. I, I was going to hold this for a future date, but I cannot resist. This appeared in a uh, Manila newspaper on March, March 4th, uh, 2002, a Manila newspaper. The headline is, Mysterious Voice Leads to Mass Grave. A mysterious voice heard by a woman was said to have led authorities to a common grave in, in uh, the central Philippines, uh, a province which was allegedly used by communist guerrillas in its purging campaigns. Now listen, a woman in her 30s who introduced herself simply as a Ling Inde told reporters who visited the unmarked common gravesite at a remote village in uh, Maban, M-A-U-B-A-N town, that she had recently had paranormal experiences, quote, I kept hearing a mysterious female voice calling for help so that she and her companion could rest in peace. The voice asked me not only to pray for their souls, but to search for their grave, she added. She said she sought the help of the military, who sent soldiers, get this, sent soldiers, to dig an area close to of this woman's house in the San Miguel district. Colonel Efren Oban, task force uh, commander, said they knew the area had been a communist rebel camp during the 1980s. Even though I suspected the grave was a mass burial site of the NPA, uh, New People's Army, I was still surprised when we discovered the piles of human skeletons, he says. The remains of five people thus far has been dug up, have been dug up from the uh, common grave. A separate pit contained belongings of what the military claimed were victims of communist executions. One of the skeletons was presumed to belong to a woman because of the pink stripes on the blouse uh, that was there and that was still intact. It appeared they were executed hastily. And, in fact, uh, they are just simply shocked at what this woman has led them to. But she says that a voice led her uh, to lead the military to this mass grave. That's a story from Manila. Uh, Red Elk, that sounds an awful lot like you what you were just talking about. Well, Mr. Bell, yes. It, uh, let me make a comment here. For all people that are listening, please. Uh, Christians, I, you know, I myself am a Christ follower, a Christian. That's what the word means. But, uh, um, but nevertheless, that, uh, that's neither here nor there. But the, the world of Christians say that uh, to talk to the dead is ungodly, unholy, and blah. That's you know, right. On and on. That's right. They and, do. Uh, but I say you, you believe the word of God. Oh, yes, 100%. Absolutely. And I tell them flat out, I look them in the eyes and I say, sir or ma'am, you are a liar. Because Christ said, follow me 
Andy, what are you going to do about this one that says, follow me, do what I do, learn what I learn, and he's up there on a mountaintop talking to three dead guys. Red Elk, on that note, hold it right there. That is my guest, Red Elk. And we are talking of all kinds of uh, very strange things, which will continue if you'll stay right there. I'm Art Bell. Kingdom of Nye from west of the Rockies, dial 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies, 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach Art at 1-775-727-1222 or use the wildcard line at 1-775-727-1295. To reach Art on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell on the Premier Radio Network. All I know is there's a very great deal beneath the earth and above the earth that we just don't know much about. And when a woman in the Philippines leads the military to a mass grave based on a voice pleading for her to, uh, uh, to help so that these souls can rest, and it, it happens, it really works, or... When somebody looks in a mirror and sees something that ought not be there, to me that means there's a big world out there we just don't understand, both below, above, and right here on terra firma. That's one of the uh, the areas that uh, Red Elk talks about. I know a lot of people go, you are out of your mind. Maybe, maybe not. Well, we've had a giant coronal explosion on the sun, and uh, it's it, that baby's right uh, headed straight at Earth, as a matter of fact, impacting Earth now. And that has had an effect on my clocks here, my atomic clocks temporarily. We're, we're having uh, a real evap uh, evaporation, absorption uh, event going on. It's, it's kind of like evaporation in a way. <laughs> I suppose it's relative. And uh, so we've got that going on and a lot of other technical, interesting things going on. And uh, by golly, here comes John from Wenatchee, Washington, who recalls my precognitive experience with something telling me that my car was going to be hit. You remember that? I've told you that story many times. I'm not going to go over it now. But he says, hey, Art, your car has talked to you. 
Who do you think it was who told you that it was going to be hit so long ago when you had that experience? It was your car. <laughs> could be, could be. Uh, Red Elk, you're back on the air again. Okay, let's wrap this little piece up. But, uh, I'm not off of the, uh, off of the subject uh, about your mirrors. Actually, we're right on it. We're weaving a story. And uh, this woman who heard this voice, She's probably Catholic. Most of, most of those over there are at that. Yeah, the majority of Filipinos are Catholic, yes. Yeah, not all, but most. The majority, and, uh, yes. Uh, you know, to come forth with this, uh, you know, is scary to her. And and I, I was mentioning, what are you going to do with the, our, our, our two-legged love, you know, on our mountaintop with uh, talking to three dead men? The fact is, and this goes to, to the whole thing. The fact is we're not to call up the dead. If they show up, what are you going to do about it? You understand? Oh, yeah. The, yes. the, the Christians have got it. Oh, they're, they're burying themselves because of their stupidity. But uh, never, boy, don't I make friends. But uh, nevertheless, uh, the mirror and things like that, all of this, the voices, the mirrors, why would a mirror... You know, it's, it's all this twisting and turning of the ribbon and the ripping of the veils and the vibration of the inner earth. Yes, but uh, just out, out, of, out of curiosity, Red Elk, why would a mirror be a doorway uh, to see or hear things that you, you cannot otherwise? What properties in a mirror... Beats me, Mr. Bell. All I know is these things happen and they're going to get... Far, far more Brazil. There are going to be more and more of them, huh? Um, I almost said Brazil. Uh, Brazar? That's the word I'm looking for. Bazaar. It, no yeah, on my website I speak of this. So, it, uh, uh, <laughs> hey, get ready, folks. We're in for a change, and and you can't help it. You, you're either going to turn like a green wee, a reed and, and, and bend with what's happening, or stand there with your, your, your back straight and bust off. There's a big change. We're in it. It's not coming. We're there. It's just getting stronger. Well, I do believe that. Uh, we're in the middle of a change, all right, and the weather uh, appears to be leading the way. Um, you know, again, I go to uh, what's going to happen after all of this change occurs and what kind of world we're going to have and what kind of people are going to be the ones that are going to make it from here to there. I take it it's going to be a relatively small percentage uh, compared if to the six... If my math is correct, sir, 10 million on this earth will be left. Yes, all right. Well, there are presently almost 6 billion people on the earth, if not by now more. So if you're talking about a few million, maybe 10 million people surviving, that's almost everybody dying. Mm -hmm. But of those who do make it, Red Elk... Dire as this prediction is, what, what kind of people are most likely to make it? Sir, every race, every creed, every color, and a mixed mash from rich to the poorest. It is, it is almost like throwing lots and, and snake eyes comes up out of 400 dice at one time. So, you're, so then you're, you're saying that there is no particular kind of spiritual person that's going to make it, and it's going to be a virtual Noah's Ark of a, a sample of almost everything on Earth. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Isn't and that interesting? And only those that go through it and survive. 
are those that the Creator has chosen. What will happen? You'll have 30 to 40 years of pure survival, deep survival, picking up a rock to hit another rock to make a knife, not not knowing how to, to nap it, you know, into a sharp edge, but just busting rock against rock to cut. Uh, people in time will, a, a, a big city will be 16 mud huts like in, in Africa, made up of, of mud and, and what little vegetation they can find. But that means that everything we now know, our big cities, our industrial might, our military might, our infrastructure, uh, you, you said roads would essentially be gone. You'd only find short portions of them. What is it, Red Elk, that could do this kind of incredible, just incredible, unbelievable damage? The uh, same thing, my brother, that, that took down uh, the city of Atlantis II, not one down there in the, the Bahamas, uh, number one is in under ice in South Pole. The main uh, Atlantis was an island country, stretching all the way across, most underwater. It uh, now or under ice, and it will be Earthship or first time callers. Area code seven seven five seven two seven one two two two. And, uh, uh, guys, my lips are dry. I understand. Take but, uh, a, take uh, a good deep, that's right. Take a good, take a good deep breath and take a drink of water. I, I got a, I got a good old Pepsi here. Do you mind if I take a sip? No. You hang go, on. You hang go on. Right go, go tell somebody about that great CC radio. I got two of them. I just wish I had modern ones. You have two CC yeah, radios? Yeah, I got one of them, them, uh, rock and roll wind-ups. It looks like a great big old giant that would be lunchbox a, that with would a be handle a, on the side. That would be a Bajan radio with a, with a crank, yes. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And so do the people that come. We go out into my lodges and just crank away, you know, and, but it doesn't last quite as long as they claim, and so I do it between on commercial times, just to make sure I don't, you know, have it dead when you, I see. Well, you get into a hot, hot area, and the dang thing dies. You know. You've so. got to, you got to crank for about thirty seconds. Uh, yeah, you crank like crazy. I think. <laughs> now the earlier models, you may have an early model. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the new Super Bajan radio will give I can't you. Can't afford it. I, uh, once a year, my wife and I, when income tax comes in, <laughs> we make an agreement on what we can buy and can't buy. And I got, I got one of those a, a few years back. And then I got this one. Oh, a few years back. Oh, well, there you are. You've got one of the very old models then. Yeah, the, the newer I models. I love the, one with that flashlight. Now right? listen to me. Now the newer models. Yeah, with the, with the uh, LED light will last. In fact, thirty five minutes for thirty seconds of cranking. That's how far the technology has it, come. It doesn't matter. It works. I know. It oh, I know. I know. You've and, obviously been using it for years, so that tells people how long they last. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then I got one of those that. Bring in all stations, and I, I'm living in a little eight by twenty six foot camp trailer. That's home, and uh, I've got a, a great big expensive stereo thing here, and I have to string wires across the ceiling. I still can't pick nothing up with the darn, but I turn on that other one, and Lord Almighty, I'm, I'm you know, a third of the way across the United States. Well, this but, is two days in a row. I've had unsolicited testimonials from my guests. Well, you got another front. one. Yeah, okay, okay, you yeah, might yeah. spend the loot. But it is worth every penny. <laughs> there we it's, go. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Red Oak, back, uh, back 
if you don't mind, to the inner earth. It's something uh, people are really interested in. Uh, I have a question for you. If, Red Elk, if I have an opportunity to go to Mel's Hole, to go to this second hole uh, here in my state, uh, described by, uh, by Mel, should I go, or would it be dangerous? Well, uh, sir, it's only dangerous when the military owns it. <laughs> and That's it's only point. dangerous if you happen to fall into it. Well, well yeah, but short of all of that, short of uh, I guess the military doesn't have this one yet. That's what I've heard. Well, right? Give them time. Give them time. But, but uh, I did hear, as I'm sure you heard, about this 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 Weird hole down in Nevada. Well, well, yes, this thing that fell into the hole, the dog that fell into the hole or, or went into the hole. And what came out of that, this animal? Well, I, I, first off, uh, there's a magazine called Spectrum, S-P-E-C-T-R-D-S. I think I've heard of it, yes. Yes. They uh, interviewed me. <laughs> I fell asleep three times reading my own interview. And uh, uh, <laughs> I did. But, uh, boy, am I a moppy guy. What did they interview but, you ab- but anyway, about? That, uh, oh, gee, everything, these tunnels and everything. And... Uh, I explained that. I explained how it cuts through very many parallel times, blowing out these strange coins. And uh, if that dog did come out, uh, why and how it, it managed to go through that from death to life. Uh, what Mr. Mills was talking about down in the new hole with this uh, poor sheep. That, by the way, the sheep did die that was of a, a sheep, heart right? attack. That's right. Uh, oh, of and, a heart attack. Yes, yes. The fear was so great it couldn't take it. And what that beasty little thing was, I asked the inner queen, what was that all about? And she told me uh, a new name I'd never heard of called Rock Flyers. And they are a form of angels. She say couldn't. say the name again, please. Rock flyers. They literally, uh, they literally live in stones, and they are a form of angels that she claims. Now I'm I'm only going by what she's told me. Uh, of, are the totems or the angels of the fairies and gnomes and stuff, and literally the same totems that our Indian people carry. They come from inner earth. Uh, a totem is not a totem pole. We're speaking a totem or a protector. See, we right. we didn't have the Jewish angels with wings and white white looks. We, you know, the Creator didn't leave anybody alone. He knew what we would could accept. And uh, so, the, anyway, what came? She said, "What Mr. Waters had, and it's not his name, but anyway, what Mr. Waters said or happened." was a strange being coming up. She said, this is extremely rare. It happens just a few times in many, many centuries. This being, this... Uh, but this whatever it is, yes, but whatever this was, uh, like almost like the movie Alien, uh, yes, emerged... Yes, it, it was an angel, sir, that took the opportunity, a rock flyer angel, that took the opportunity to get up out of the inner earth to face Mr. Waters, to heal him, and then jump back in, or dive back in, and and become the rock flyer again. It literally took on the opportunity, and it came up strange. But uh, and she claimed this is extremely rare, and she could not, 
emphasize that strong enough. But she's she, not crazy. But she believed it. Well, this is the inner queen. She better darn well know it. Hmm. You realize, to most people, how crazy this whole inner earth thing sounds. Well, look, Mr. Bell, inside the earth, where the lizards have, have claimed their realm, it is really, a, our, our, our own military should learn this. They walk down through the tunnels that connect their, their, their caves and homes in the caves. And it's really strange. Their body heat or whatever lights the tunnels about 20, 30 feet in front of them, and it goes out about 10 feet behind them. And even though you and I would, uh, you know, peek our head up and look at the tunnel, uh, it, you couldn't see anything. You're so far down, you, you'd poke your eye. Well, that, that would seem like an appropriate evolutionary path for a being that lived beneath the ground where there's not light as we understand it. Yeah, and, and it's a phosphorus green, mm. and you can read by it. And uh, these, these uh, Draculian people, you've got to remember, uh, they're, really, they're just, just because they look kind of stupid, uh, you know, scary. It uh, does not mean they're dumb. And by the way, they're they are the ones that have tremendous amount of reason for these inserts these people are having. You know that they're getting uh, these these little pieces of glass-like things that are put in ears and arms and whatnot. You're now referring to what we call implants. Yes. Yeah, that's a word. Yeah. Uh huh. And and you just don't realize what these people do. These these inner beings. They walk around on these on, in, in these tunnels, and if they get a hunger, a thirst, you know, if they want a, a shot of liquor, they have actual machinery. Like you and I would go to a motel and go and get a pop out of a machine. Yes. They would go down the hall, go to a machine, and they got little bells and whistles on it, little handles and all that jazz, all electronic. And they can see above Earth and spot the one or more who have these inserts, and cause problems, and they suck the energy, the fear, the, 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 uh, well, if it's a rape, they get the fear uh, of the woman being raped, for instance. Or if it's, if, if it's a bombing at the school. Man, I tell you, these people are causing more trouble than you people have any idea about. I don't doubt it. I mean, we know, they, we they know. suck on this like, like you and I would suck on a straw with pop. Yeah, we know that there is uh, a an evil uh, force that appears to be acting uh, upon certain people. Now, others would say, oh, no, 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 it's just the will of man. But really, in some cases, it's so far out, and what is done is so impossibly awful and evil that it's almost, it, it's pretty easy to imagine there is an external force acting to make this happen. Well, the funny part about it, Mr. Bell, is the fact that these people, and they are people, they are soul bearers, these people believe, and they do, that they are God, big G. And as God, they can do anything they want. They do not believe in God. They do not believe in Lucifer. And yet they do not know that it is Lucifer who is pulling their chain. They are one of the first, these unholy four are one of the first of his um, uh, 
races takeover. You know, so race they are takeover? they are in modern parlance uh, unwitting dupes for the devil. Yes, but they don't know it. They're so stupid. They just have no idea. And and they in in their so-called godness, they do anything with you and me that they want. And and you know, there's an easy way to get rid of these darned inserts. And that is well, it, it's all mental. Everything that we in medicine people do uh, is is all mental. You can get you can make them absorb into your skin and go out to drought or in sweat. You can literally make them turn into what would be. Well, they're not that size, but just as an example, is that the great to a raisin. Is that the purpose of the sweat lodge? No, 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 no. Well, you said make them disappear in your sweat. Well, take a leak. Go to, go to the oh. bathroom. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was trying to be nice, you know. I see. I'm, I'm it, even it sorry I asked. It your body I, and goes up the drought. I, I, yeah, I thought we were talking and, about and sweat the, and, and you can change them from what... You know, grape to, to raisin, or you can do the cool one. You can change them to gold, and when they... Well, listen, I, I'm, I've got to take a break here and go go get rid of a devil, and uh, we'll be right back. My guest is uh, Red Elk, and I'm going to turn him over to you. This is your opportunity. Uh, you've heard some absolutely off-the-wall, wild stuff tonight, and you can either regard it that way or think that you're hearing something that you can relate to. It'll be interesting to see exactly what you think it really will. will. So uh, uh, coming up after the break, we're going to the phones with Red Elk. This should be something. I wish you would, you lady Pretty lady Lightning flashed across the of the factories My mom doing the laundry Hanging out shirts in the dirty breeze And after it rains there's a rainbow With all of the colors of black it's not that the colors aren't there, it's just imagination relax. Everything's the same back in my little town. In the Kingdom of Nye, from west of the Rockies at 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies, 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach Art at 1-775-727-1222. And the wild card line is open at 1-775-727-1295. 
to recharge on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell from the Kingdom of Nine. It absolutely is. Good morning, everybody. My guest is Red Elk. And uh, he's a Native American contrarian, uh, kind of an interesting guy in so many ways. He talks about an inner earth and so many more things that I thought this hour I'm going to turn him over to you and see what you'd like to know about. Red Oak is a very unusual person. It all continues in a moment. All right, I thought I would take a Red Elk now and uh, put him on the telephone with some of you out there. How about that, Red Elk? Uh, could you wait just uh, a few short minutes? I'm in complete command, yes. I can do whatever I want. Well, there are some things that I would like to put uh, put out to you. At uh, First, sir, uh, <laughs> I finally got to the bottom of the December show's mail where at least I could actually see the bottom of, of the, the last box. And dang, if you didn't play it again. <laughs> and uh, people are, I, I still haven't got done with December mail. And people are wondering, and I'm getting some angry letters. And my gosh almighty, we had to rent an outhouse because our little bathroom in this trailer is packed with mail. Both back seats are packed with mail. I pick up mail every day. Sir, I started that because I wanted to, to make this, this postmaster, you know, get off his duff and do something. And, uh, oh, boy, it worked. But talk about white man's revenge. <laughs> it sure backfired on me. Uh, well, you're saying, in other words, that a million people wrote to you. Not a million, no. But I, uh, I, I have shaved my finger, the, the, the uh, thing, six times now. Well... So do you want more mail, or do no, you? No, 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 no. No, you don't. Gosh, no, I got a website, <laughs> and and I'm getting it on the website now, and I, I'm trying to answer the mail on the website. I see. It's not letting me get to the mail there, and I got prisoners, the the Hyokas that are not Indians, that are uh, looking for help, and I put them all aside so whenever I get a break, I can write one letter. Hit my little button on this God-given uh, um, um, computer and and Answer. send them every you know so all then, of them so one then, time. So then, do you want email? I I don't want that either. But <laughs> I do have a website, and <laughs> what I want, sir, is I want my life back. <laughs> you want your life back? Yeah, yeah. Gee, I was an obscure nobody, and now I'm I'm an unobscure nobody. So, <laughs> oh gee. <sighs> Well, but, uh, a world of change here, and everybody thinks of making money hand over fist. <laughs> Holy mackerel! Well, I don't know how you're making money. Well, I, I, I started putting these lessons out on 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 the uh, website uh, that people can buy it. I have written over 700 replies on how to levitate by hand. Yeah, I know a by lot. By the way, of lot. out of all of those, seven, over 700, I counted them. I do have two people doing it. You have two people. Yes, who, but that's about who, average. Who you're after, only get who, about. Wait a minute. After your instructions, Red Elk, yes, two sir. people that are successfully levitating yes, off the ground. Yes, mother and her young daughter. The daughter's real good at it. She'll get up and tell her mom, "Mom, I'm going to go fly now," and take off. Levitate, you know, lift. Oh, I. 
And I'm, the, I'm with the you mother, there. she's scaring everybody. I think she belongs to these line dancers, hillbilly dancing things, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, they click, 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 jump, click, 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 jump. Yes. Well, she goes so high, it scares the hell out of everybody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and she wrote me, she's worried. What are we going to do about this thing? I said, well, that's why we don't do it in public, you idiot. Then, then <laughs> let me understand, then. You're, you're selling yeah. on, on your website lessons. Yeah, and, and, and I got Indians ticked off giving sacred knowledge and making money and watch out for this guy. He's a con. And all. Just because you're teaching people to levitate. Well, to them, you know, this is sacred stuff that I'm teaching. It's, it's so they, as far as they're concerned, you should not be charging people. That's right. I, I That's see. Right. Well, and uh, you and know, yet it's, all, it, it, it's okay that, uh, that the medicine live. man gets paid when they come to him. Yeah. And That's well, I've point. got thousands coming to me, and they can't afford to come here, and they want to learn. I have never seen. I didn't know there were so many people that wanted to grow spiritually. And I'm only one man. I, I've asked for help from the medicine people, and, the, and you know, shoot, no. They're going to let their ego, ego control them. They're going to let uh, the ways, if the world goes on as probable, so then you they're going to let the ways you, die out. And, and our survivors, you'll be lucky if they do survive just because of their stupid ego. So you probably don't want to give out your address so they can actually come visit you in oh, person. Oh, hey, they, they are. No, my address is... Uh, <laughs> Dude, I don't care. No, don't give it out. Don't give no, it out. no, except for, for guys' sakes, that uh, you ought to see my website. You ought to see the guest say, ooh, ooh, wee. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, um, but, okay, uh, anything else you want to get out before phone calls? Yes, sir. Uh, inserts, I'll finish that. You can change them to love. And when these lizards dial in on you, they think they're sucking in a good drink. And it's like bile. And it just, oh, gosh, I got them wow. picked off at me. And uh, um, I, well, if anybody wants to, you know, many have asked me to come and teach, but these are all across the United States, many in each state, and I can't afford to get back to them and say, well, you get a hold of so-and-so, they want it too. I don't have their permission. But if people would like to set up chat clubs, get a gathering together where I can afford to drive there. I'm not going to fly there. I got stuff in my medicine bag. Nobody gets in my medicine bag, damn it. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to let any of those airplane people get in it. Oh, that's right. That you would have to let them inspect your bag, wouldn't you? They, they ain't about to. I'm not going to go. So that means I drive. What do you think they would do if they inspected your bag, Red Oak? It doesn't matter, sir. I'm just curious. It, I mean, well, I it, just the fact that they would get in there and touch it is against all to me. Okay. You know, that is sacrilege. Okay. All right, a lot oh, of people. Okay. Now listen, a lot of people want to talk to you. Okay, real quick. All right, you ready? Any, no. No. Uh, chat clubs, if anybody, and uh, uh, please, please think of this: all people, start envisioning what you want the seventh generation ahead to be like. Envision it. Look what the good you want your seventh grandchildrens to be. Envision it now and work towards that goal. Now let's go. Most people can't even envision uh, where their own child's life is going, Red Elk, much or less seven generations away. First time caller line, you're on the air with Red Elk. Hello. Aloha, Art. 
Aloha. And the same to you, Red Elk. I'm Kathleen from Kona. Uh, a little aside, I did get a reply from your December show, and thank you very much. Oh, there you go, Red Elk. See, there's somebody you communicated with. Oh, believe me, I communicated with a lot. He did. Okay. Now, here was my question, though, Red Elk. I have a friend, and most recently she, in passing comment, told me about the lizard person that she had begun seeing and that this lizard person was in the back of her car but has become more prominent and, as she said, a part of her family. Now, I didn't know what to make of it, so I made nothing of it to her. But if there is an upside or a downside, and if there's anything that I can advise her, how would I go about that? First off, she has a lizard showing up like that to my sister because she has these danged inserts in her. <sighs> now she has welcomed the dang thing. Implants, in other words. Yeah. She has welcomed this dang thing. She has put herself in extreme danger. And anybody that is involved with her will be very much in danger in time. They're making themselves known more and more. They want full control of everyone on our surface. Make, make, no, make no doubt about that. Were these implants, when you say she welcomed them, I mean, were they something that were put there without her knowledge? As a child. Uh, and probably you ask her about missing time many times. The, the, the majority of these people, I would say 100%, that have missing time have these implants. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mr. Bell. Is there anything I can do as her friend? Yes. What? Remember what I told you. To pray? Pray is, honey, prayer works. All right, uh, let's try this. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, go ahead and give that a shot. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Red Elk, you, I'll bet you know Pamela Stonebrook, don't you? Mm-hmm. Never that, heard of her. You never heard of her? No, sir. Okay, Pamela Stonebrook is somebody I initially interviewed some years ago, Red, mm -hmm. Red Elk. The, the one with the painted hair? Uh, the, yes, Red Elk, the one with the painted hair, okay. who's, wait a minute, who's having an ongoing physical, sexual relationship with a lizard mm -hmm. and enjoying it every minute of it these so things, she claims yes uh -huh. i tell you these these things they're horny they're horny <laughs> yeah well, that's what she said <laughs> oh is that right <laughs> yes it is uh, but uh, with what you just said about the lizard people it doesn't sound like you know she's hooking up with the right kind of lizard she, there is no right guy. Well, there you go. So, so you would say that she is doing a very, very dangerous thing. Yes, yes, she sure is courting fire, as in, and I'm not talking hail on her head. And she is, oh, geez. But then again, she's partly controlled. I'll bet you on it, Mister Bell. Implants. I can, look at, I can look at a person and see the inserts and point and touch it and say, "Have you been hurting here?" and well, gee, yeah, for many years. It's a danged insert in implants. Implants, yes. All yes, right. I see these things in uh, people's bodies. I understand. Wild card line, you're on the air with Red Elk. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, two questions I'd like to ask. Um, about three years ago, I had a dream where the uh, world was uh, 
it wasn't as much engulfed as just a wall of flame went uh, around the planet. And the only people that survived were the ones that were in touch with the uh, uh, so-called animal side of them. Would, would there be anything to that dream, or was it, it just would be the regular? True, they, it would be so true, sir. It's, uh, the next time around, my friend, which is very shortly, mm. this world will come close to being destroyed, mostly by fire. And consider when the earth flips, all the, all the electrical wiring that's cracking around live, starting fires, people with candles falling, starting fires. We get a mess ahead of us. And, oh. and, and those, only those who are spiritually in tune with the Creator and all things, including nature, these are the ones that can make it. I'm not going to say they will. I say they can. Oh, and, uh, and the military that are running down into the holes. Uh, uh, my other question, um, is it possible that someone would be uh, like one of these half-breeds that you're talking about? Because I've always felt deep down that I was what the uh, old Norse or the Vikings called the berserker, which means bear man in their language. And would they know it, or would it be possible that they'd be a half-breed without knowing it? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Could you be... Uh... Uh, half-breed without being aware of it. Yes, and being a half-breed and being aware of it and just being bewildered because this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, your answer is yes, it is quite possible. Well, again, you realize that there's a, there are a percentage of people out there, Red Elk, uh, and I can tell by looking at my computer screen, who understand what you're saying and do grasp what you're saying, believe me. And then there's another percentage that think you're crazy as a loon. Well, uh, well, sir, I, I say this. Believe not a word I say. Stick around. You'll find out or learn to check it okay. and then reject or accept. But don't believe anything I'm telling you. You make up your own mind. You're going to find out in the long run. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Red Elk. Hello. Park? Yes. Um, Red Elk, mm -hmm. uh, I want to thank you for sharing uh, the Native American wisdom with us. Well, I tell you, my brother, it, uh, I thank you for that, but uh, the American Natives, the other half, I'm a breed, remember. The other half aren't happy with me at all. Well, the, uh, a lot of medicine people say the same things that you've been saying. Um, but and I want to ask you about the hollow earth. Mm -hmm. uh, what about these... Um, these lizards, I've, there, some of the UFO researchers say that they're from other planets. Yes, originally, and they still are. This is a colony. How can they be stopped? We, we, we all, a, hey, lot of my have, friend. a lot of people have children. They want a good future for the, for the uh, young generation. Me, me, me. How, can these How can they be stopped? Bad entities be stopped. My friend, there there is a way, and I'm a danger to him, and I'm in I'm in deep trouble, even Sharon. But uh, uh, in the long run, the Creator is going to let the spring on the mousetrap stop him. That's why we are here. We volunteer, even though we don't know it. We volunteer to be cheese bait, and everything is going to know once again. There is one creator, and that creator is love. Okay. But in the, in the meantime, there are ways 
to uh, uh, cool their 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 thing, but to cool their their um, uh, agenda and uh, uh, their full agenda. No, there's no way to stop that. Only the Creator will do that. Let's and say let's say it. that you're having an individual encounter with one of these creatures. Yeah. Uh, what could you do? Well, first off, sir, don't fear. That's why they're there to make you fear. They get to suck that energy. It's steak on their sauce. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, caller. He's basically saying the same thing uh, he said about uh, some of the shadow people. You'll recall that they they right on. They take the energy, they take the fear, and they feed on it. What about the grays? Are they different? The grays, sir. In the first place, these little ones that everybody's seeing. Those are those are uh, um um. What is it when you when you make something out of another human being? What are cones? And they're grown plants. They are not humans. They have no soul. They are literally made by the last of the true grace, which look like them, are, are taller, lankier, much skinnier, bigger head. And they have no soul. These are created no beings uh, created by... They're thinking plant beings, just as yes. most of their crafts are made out of plants plant and beings. can expand or extract. Come in a little at 16 feet. Go out big at 200, 250 feet, full of our oars. That's... We wake in the news media and the uh, respectable people about what's going on. Oh, I don't think you're going to do that. They're, they're no more ready to accept a lot of what you've heard tonight than the man in the moon. Uh, bo- 80% uh, aren't ready to accept what I'm saying. They're listening. I, I'd say that would be even a conservative figure, 80%. Believe me. A lot of people are not going to be willing to buy into this, but I I know that a lot of others are. And personally, I'm not sure exactly what to believe myself. I'm really not. We'll be right back. Kingdom of Nye from west of the Rockies, dial 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies, 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach Art at 1-775-727-1222 or use the wildcard line at 1-775-727-1295. To reach Art on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell on the Premier Radio Networks. It is indeed. My guest is Red Elk, and uh, you're either going to, I think, completely reject what he's saying and think he's loony as can be, or you're going to find some truth in what you're hearing. 
uh, despite uh, the manner in which it is uh, perhaps being presented to you, there's uh, there's an obvious truth that some of you will know uh, as you hear it. I guess it just depends on how you take this sort of thing. I don't know. Fascinating man. Red Oak is absolutely a fascinating man. And uh, as you listen to him, there's a coherence to everything he says, even though uh, individually at the macro level it may seem at times incoherent. It's not. There's a, there's a totality of coherence to it if you're really listening. If you're dismissing it, then you're just going to miss it altogether. And Red, Red Elk would say, well, so what, I suppose. But there is, a, there is an overall coherence to it and a message that comes from it. We'll get right back to it. Once again, into the night with uh, Red Elk. So, Red Elk, uh, in terms of communication with you, what you would really like is for people to go to your website, right? Well, yes, and if they're going to write a note, uh, uh, keep it very short. If they're going to ask a question, please, one, it, it, I'm a one-finger typer. I'm really cramped in this trailer, and I'm left-handed, and I have to keep my hand to the side because there's no room to, to move uh, uh I've got stuff I'm, I'm sitting on about a, a little two-and-a-half-foot area that's un, uncluttered and my type, you know, the type things there. But uh, for those who are interested, I'm assuming you're going to ask me what it is. Well, I assume that your email is probably on your website, right? Oh, yes. But go ahead and give it. All right. My website is, uh, you know, the HTT right. thing and uh, all. Then it's all small, all together, www.redelk, again, all small together, www.redelk.org. That's really easy. That's uh, R-E-D-E-L-K dot org, redelk dot org. Yes, people make a mistake and type in calm. For I know. I, well, everything's calm, you know, so uh, I'm glad you're an org. Uh, next time, if. There ever is, sir, at you, at your at your command. If there is a next time, I would like to literally take about ten minutes, and people come on board with a pen and pencil, or a pencil and paper, and I will tell how to practice on-demand mental telepathy. We will break AT&T, and our government will not be able to trace masses of people's thoughts and they won't be listening in they just can't do it they haven't got the manpower and it's a matter okay. of practice all right i would love to give that to the people all right let's plan that for next time now yes. with <laughs> reference with reference to levitation that is a particular interest of mine uh, red elk you say you've taught a mother and daughter to levitate right yes sir all right what if the, what do you think the chance is that this mother and or or daughter would be willing to talk to me. Well, I I could ask them. Would you please? The, the chance, sir, is totally up to them. Would you please? I would do so. Okay, ask them. You know how to get in contact with me. I am not sure. I, I I wrote your phone number down, and hey, this trailer eats things, man. I don't I don't know where. Um, so I, we're we're going to talk after. I'm going to give you that method, so your back's going to be good, bro. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go again. First time caller line, you're on the air with Red Elk. Hello. 
Hi, Art. Love you and love your show. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to talk to Red Elk. Uh, anybody who believes in the creator of love is just cooler with me. Um, I was very much in agreement with Mr. Elk's message that we are presently in a very negative reality. I mean, we can figure this out just looking around us. And that this can be transformed into a positive reality of peace and love through prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, Art, you, you have a lot of guests on that have talked about parallel universes. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, if you, you hook into that idea, then you can understand that maybe possibly we can go in and out of the different realities. And I do believe that one way is through prayer. Um, and um, I, I know, Art, that you know you're really reluctant and that you've done some of these mass prayer things where you've had some really weird experiences Excuse me. And um, I'm not sure I'd call them mass prayer. I, I would call them uh, mass concentrations. Okay. Uh, but there was certainly prayer involved by many. Well, a lot of people do refer to prayers. It's basically when you're putting your attention on something, mm-hmm. and and most people, when you're doing prayers, you're, you're asking for something. No question. However, what you have to be careful, you're right when you said, you know, you have to be careful what you ask for. You might mm-hmm. just well get it. Yes. But uh, that's where you can always add the little addendum and say, uh, in, in God's will, you know, if this is God's will, because even Jesus Christ, when he was, you know, told he was to die on the cross for our sins, said, you know, if this is your will, Take this cup from me, mm-hmm. but um, otherwise I will do your will. So we can always ask for a prayer, but we can always certainly respect and be humble enough to understand that it's always going to be God's will. Yes, but ma'am. I think He does. You know, a lot of this reality is created by us, and you have talked about that too, Art. How you know, uh, even um, Sean um, David Morton was talking to how we, our perceptions of reality um, come to be. And a lot of that karma of a country, karma of thought, karma of peoples in the past. That we make it all happen. Yeah, and so, you know, when you were even talking out and saying things like, you know, I can't picture this, I can't picture this, so much of it is imagining. You have to imagine what's wonderful and what's good and what you understand to be good. And I'm not talking about just on a personal, selfish level, although it really ultimately is personal and selfish because I think ultimately we in our hearts and in our souls, we all want peace, we all want love, we want all, all want those good things. It's just when the politics and the individual greed gets in the way that it becomes distorted. That's right. So I don't know if Mr. L could um, talk about if he has anything like a kind of a group prayer meeting. I don't know if he does anything on, on the Internet or... Um, uh, I mean, I'm... Boy, would I love to see it, but uh, there is a problem. Hmm. When people have a group unity, let's not call it prayer, group okay. unity, where two or more gather together, you know what they mean, in heart. Mm-hmm. If, uh, uh, if it's done on a regular basis, it becomes rote and therefore useless. Hmm. It, has, it, it should be done, and it needs to be done, we need to close these ozone holes, and it can be done by mind caring mm-hmm. about our environment, or about our very lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, many works can be done. It's more than just envisioning Mr. Limbell getting getting better in his hearing, and what a miracle that was. And uh, or Mr. Mr. Bell with his back, things like that. It's uh, we we can do far greater. We can help heal our own planet. Mm-hmm. And and we, my sister, can also uh, change our greatest probable 
even though it doesn't look like it's possible. Look at what one man did for the whole planet. Oh, yes. And, uh, gee whiz. It always starts with one soul, doesn't it? Hmm? There could be great power. It always starts with one person. Yes, and it needs total love, commitment, a great desire, a, a humbleness of heart, and a great want, a hunger. Those people that have that and can unite can do miracles beyond miracles because that's the way the Creator has made us and wants us to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for Mr. Bell and your information, I would like to talk about a very sacred thing, probably one of the greatest secrets that medicine people know. The fact is we live, we are a dream, the Creator's dream. We live because he does not sleep. Now, everybody knows or most know about lucid dreaming where you're being chased by something, but you're in a half-sleep state, and you can turn around and say, why are you chasing me, you know, and then find out what it's all about. What you don't know is that we are living a lucid dream, not just dreaming occasionally at night. Hmm. This whole thing is a dream. Row, row, row your boat. That's like uh, that's kind of like the Matrix, the movie, the the Matrix. Yeah, I hear about that movie, and someday I'll rent that thing. You probably it's should rent it and watch it. It's it's that concept. Well, sir, we can work the dream. That's where we in medicine, men and women, good and bad, sorcery or not, we work the dream. We can make things happen because we can work the dream. We know. This life that you call reality is lucid dream. Okay. Uh, Wild Card Line, you're on the air with Red Elk. Good morning. Uh, yeah, thank you, Art, for taking my call. Very this welcome. Levi. I'm on my way to Oklahoma City. Yes, uh, hello, Mr. Red Elk. Hello, my friend. Uh, I have a th- I've come across a theory that I put together as I went down the highway. Cons- uh, compiling a bunch of information that I've gathered up, uh, one that we're all made out of the same stuff. The same stuff that's in the table in front of you is the same stuff that's in you. And yes, when you get it's to called the- mind stuff, God's mind stuff, his yeah. dream. The, uh, when you get to the quantum physics level, the, uh, the, the foam or the electron cloud around the nucleus, it's all made out of the same stuff. It all depends on how many electron stuff has going around it. And it it dawned on me that what if it is made out of sound? God spoke the universe into existence. That, boy, have you hit the nail on the head. There's no big bang. He first, he was sitting up there twirling his thumbs, nothing going on. I don't know for how many ages. And the, 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 the very existence of all creation is in the first verse of the first book of the first of the Bible. Yeah, and and he thought, and then he imagined, and then he created us from imagine into strong envisioning, until he got it right. In, in, instead of making the woman's boobs on the back, which would have made him fun to dance with, but not <laughs> worth it, worth looking at, uh, uh, he put them on the front. He took uh-huh. his time. He got it right, and then he yeah. listened. Well, then he a... said, he audibly <laughs> spoke. Sir, there's no Big Bang. It is yeah. just vibration. The, and yeah, 
Mr. Redout, the, the other place I found that in the text was where, I don't know, Jesus and his disciples going off to this town. They said, make these people be quiet lest we get thrown in jail or get in trouble. Yeah, or and the Lord should shout. And he, yeah, and he said, if I'd make these people be quiet, Father would make these stones rejoice. Well, that mm. suggests that there's sound on the inside of those stones. And intelligence. Yeah, and intelligence. And uh, you were speaking about, uh, you were talking about talking to rocks earlier. And, our, and having the rocks talk back. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of us talk to, you know, whenever you, like Art was mad at his car, or you, part of the, half of the communication, you talk to something, but the other half is listening to what it has to say. Now, <laughs> can I inject here? Sir, when, yes, sir. when your wife and you head off for the trip, she thinks, oh my gosh, did I leave food for the dog? Did I water the plant? And, well, let's go back, you know. And you run back, and lo and behold, the dogs have got no food. Yep. The plants need watering. And they say, thank God, I remember that. No, sir. They were called by the plants and by the dogs saying, you've forgotten us. Hmm. Right, right. There was a uh, something the last caller touched on in imagination, and you touched on it earlier in the conversation. And... There's the imagination is a very power, there's a very powerful law tucked away in uh, oh it's right at the Tower of Babel over there. Uh, God said, now nothing that they have imagined will be restrained from them. And it says, ye are as little g gods. We cannot be God, but we can be godly. We cannot be Satan, but we can be satanic. We cannot yeah. be Christ, but we can be Christ-like. And if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Yeah. And we in medicine do this. We have learned to work the dream. I, I would really like to learn from you. I, I want to look around on the website when I get time to find out <laughs> how to get in touch. Hey, I'm, I'm raising all kinds of... I, I'm getting as controversial as Mr. Bell. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, this man is, uh, is really something in the color. Yeah, yeah, he he is really good. There's a lot of truth in what he has to say. I appreciate your yeah. call, sir. Thank you. Very careful, uh, friend. Take care. Uh, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Red Elk. Hello. Marcus from Kansas City. Yes, sir. Hey, it's a pleasure to be on tonight. Uh, the more I listen to you, I have to thank you, sir, uh, Mr. Elk, for speaking the word to us tonight, and I love you for that, uh, the scriptures. And I'd like to ask you a question concerning the Christ, the Lord, I've chosen not to use the name Jesus because I've done some research, and it just seems like to me it's wrong. It really, really wasn't his earthly name. And I wonder uh, if you, uh, and I've noticed you haven't used that name either. I was wondering Sir, if it, it doesn't matter. Jesus, doesn't matter. Jesus, the Christ, whatever you want to call him, that man was the walking example of what love can do. Well, who can argue so with that call him love? as a Christian? And uh, I think that's pretty awesome, and you're an exciting man. And also, I'd like to touch on, uh, I, I see in, in the world today how things are seem to be backwards. They call good evil and evil good. Oh, yeah. And the anxiety for me is very high. And you seem to have much more peace than I do, that's for sure. Can can you uh, give me any... Uh, hint, how to get there? Yeah, it, yeah. There, it, see, a little, nothing, little hints or some, some help information for me, please. See, nothing has accidents. There are no accidents. It's all planned. See, nothing, nothing has bad. Even your baby getting raped and ripped 
and that's bad. But in the long run, it brings people. It 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 gets rid of the shaft in the wheat, and it brings some of that that real real weak weak wheat up standing tall. In the long run, there's a reason for everything. Yep, that's Look, a very hard concept for a lot of people. I, to well, and it would be I for me too, but I live by it. I've learned by it. Well, thank you very much. Okay, my friend. Right, take care. Yes, I actually, I I believe. Uh, Every word you're saying, I believe that you absolutely believe every word you're saying, and I think a lot of what you're saying has an absolute ring of truth to those who have stuck around and listened. Uh, it's really interesting. West of the Rockies, uh, not a lot of time. You're on the air with Red Elk. Hello. Yeah, I'm Walter from Mount Rainier. Yes, sir. Uh, I'd like to say uh, the mirror, I'd like to ask him about the mirror. I, I've been using it for about 10 years, and I can prove the existence of God with it, real short and sweet. With a mirror? Yeah, I, I was studying guitar in the mirror about 10 years ago, and, I, and uh, I was looking off to the side of the mirror as I was doing it, and uh, I started seeing really weird... Uh, evil-type things coming in. Well, I'll tell you, we're headed for one whale of a show on this subject. Uh, but anyway... The ribbon does twist and turn, creating rips and thinness in the veils that are really all around us. But but I, I asked God to come in, the Spirit of God to come in, because I couldn't get rid of the, the evil-looking things in the mirror, and, and uh, everything changed. And believe me, Art, you've been wondering about the mirror... Yes. If you if you sit there and look off to the side and say Satan come in, you're you're not it'll, it'll shock you, it'll scare you almost to death. And I you won't know how to get rid of it other than by saying, "Okay, spirit of God come in." And I that's when everything changes yeah. and um it it'll teach you, I mean, you don't even have to do anything. You can meditate there and feel safe and you'll start learning things that you've never ever learned before. Now, I hear you. Uh uh I, and and I've been seeing spaceships from it. I've been learning stuff from God. And one thing about um, I wanted to say uh, that I've been learning from God was um, you have the thing on about Fatima on there, the the secrets. Third well, secret this isn't a, this isn't about the secrets. This is about the solar event. And God is very disturbed that the sun bounced up and down. It's on film. It's on. It's on. Uh, Motion picture film, sir. I'm awfully short on time here. Yeah, we got only you, about okay. a minute. You want to you want to email me, and I will uh, proceed to uh, follow up on it. Um, uh, there are solar events going on right now. We have this big full halo ejection. It's uh, on actually hitting Earth right now, and uh, we've got a gigantic solar storm going on. Auroras may be seen. Red elk, boy, what a pleasure to have you on the air again. You're a strange sort, red elk, but uh -huh. you know there's. There's... Stick around, and I will give you that thing. Uh, you, indeed. Uh, I just wanted to tell you, you're you're strange, but you're uh, absolutely intriguing. I mean, there's uh, something uh, about you. So I'm sure, I'm certain we will have you on again. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to put you on hold and uh, talk to you after the show, okay? Uh, yes. Love to all, and all love, please. Good night, Red Elk. Good night, my brother. Okay, folks, that's it for tonight. And I know that some of you, a good portion actually, heard and understood what you heard. Others rejected it entirely, but that's the way the world goes. From the high desert, I'm Art Bell. Good night.